This is a HeadGum Podcast. We got to talk about this uh, Frozen short. Ugh. I didn't Bruh. even watch the whole thing. Bruh. So uh, I was in and well, out. Bruh. So you you waited an hour before, and then you were like, oh, now the movie started. <laughs> you said it was an hour. <laughs> Yo. Honestly. What was that? Honestly. It was it's so 20, It was long. 20 minutes. Is that longer than most of them? Yeah, yes. bro. They're usually like five minutes. And usually sometimes it's not even a full. It's usually literally like three to four minutes, bro. Dude, it was so, I, so long. I, I, like, I work at a... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I, I was just going to say, I, I was so excited. So you know how the, the little lamp jumps on mm-hmm. the eye and then you're, you're like, it's about to be the short? Mm-hmm. I was so excited. I was like, oh, man, I wonder what short they're going to do for this. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, gosh. And then it was frozen. And I was like, okay. That's fine. Yeah. And then okay. I think like 15 minutes in, my sister kept joking. She was like, should I? Because I went with my sister and she was like, should I go and check that we're in the right movie? Uh, and I was like, ah, ha, ha, no. It's obviously a, just a long short. And like 15, 20 minutes in, I was like, I am nervous. <laughs> yeah, I was too. I was like, ooh. It's, it's also one of those things. I, I kept, this is the thing that bothered me about Frozen. And I will say this as a person, I've seen Frozen 10 times. My little cousin, <laughs> they love Frozen. I've seen it. I know it back and forth. But the problem with showing Frozen in a full mini movie before this movie is like, hey, just in case you're not sure about the contents of Coco, hey, watch yeah. it come see Frozen. It was like when I watched SNL and I saw Tiffany Haddish and it was like, you may not know who she is, but we got Taylor Swift though. Yeah, so we, it does feel know. like that. It does feel like that, which I think is like, re- it's really unfortunate too, because I've never seen Frozen. So. I I was like enjoying the movie, but I, but it was it is like it's so, it's so long, it's so it was so long, and also I couldn't have like fine. They're in Norway, right? Where it's like cool. It's in Norway, you know. It's like I, I've never seen Frozen either. I know a little bit about it. It's a good movie. It's, it's a good movie. Cool, Don't get me wrong. Cool. It's a good movie. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a huge success. Mm-hmm. I know it made like over a billion dollars and stuff. Yeah, and, it's a good movie. And you know, it was like, oh, it's like this weird like Christmas tradition thing, which, you know, what's your Christmas tradition? Like, and I was just like, oh, okay, like it's a, it's a little bit much, I got to say, but fine. But then they start going around to get all these different traditions. And they got, my man, they got like, they got, they got the Hanukkah tradition in there. I'm like, cool. So, so we're going to start. We're gonna start diversifying, but then that's it. There was just zero people of color. Oh, oh! But I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, but there are no people of color in Norway. That's not true. <laughs> no, that I mean, according to this Disney movie that we just watched, <laughs> I mean, the there thing, are no people of color in Norway. Oh, I mean, zero. there's too many snowmen. Yeah, it's way too many. It's too cold. It's like people of color ain't standing in this cold. That's basically what the movie was saying. It would have been Hawaii, Africa. Oh, we would have saw some people. Maybe the islands. But not also what made it really funny to me is that the movie didn't even follow the two like princesses. No, it, it was followed, all, it, it was followed Josh, who technically whatever you want to like say, Olaf's it's a white dude. So basically, the did whole you call him first, Josh. Did you his, just hold on? Did you just his name call Josh? Olaf Josh? Isn't his name Josh? The dude from uh, <laughs> yeah, the, Josh Gat. Josh Gat. Josh it is. But the fact that you called for, it dude, him Josh. First <laughs> off, 
the movie what made, what made Frozen so cool is that it wasn't like a prince saving the day. It was like a princess was a bad guy and her sister was trying to save her. And it was like a whole that was the whole point. So you took this Gerard, thing. why the one time you call somebody by their actual name, it's an animated character who it would have been totally fine for you to say. No, nah, bro. I'm nah, not going to let nah, this go. Nah. I'm so mad at you. James, hear me him. out. Hear me out, James. We had Josh. this movie. We had this movie, Coco, okay? Mm-hmm. That was going to be about, like, it was about, it was like literally about Mexico. It was about we're, about to, we're about to learn something. But before it, we have legit two white women. And I'm like, you know what? Cool. White women count as diversity. I let it go. But we don't focus on the two white women. We focus on the white snowman voiced by a white dude. Literally yeah, the whole the movie white is the white dude. the white snowman was created. He was built by them. So if, if you think about it, he's his own species. This is the most diverse Bruh. character they could have followed in the movie. The only diverse thing about that short was the fact that the reindeer was in it for most of it. And you know what? I find feel, I kind of feel weird about the reindeer in the first place. What was the reindeer's name? Rodney? Huh? That was his name? I, I Rodney? Don't I, don't, I don't know. I don't I know what his name know. was. Was his name Rodney? I, I don't know, but like it could have been. <laughs> no. All right. feels like we're going off the rails a little bit. It's getting a little cocoa. Uh. That's so trifling. Up in here. What you just did was so trifling. Is it boo? <laughs> you want to do it? You want to try it again? Where it's, it's it just feels like we're living la vida, Coco. <laughs> All right, uh, Nick, can we start the show, please? Let's start the show. <laughs> <laughs> living la vida, Coco. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Gerard Milligan. What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Oh, whoop, whoop. Oh, whoop. Whoop. <laughs> it's, it's like I was, I've I, been practicing this alone in my apartment for an hour. <laughs> it's like we all knew that's what was coming, but none of us were, none of us were ready for it. <laughs> First of all, I love your commitment to it because, you know, in the I, movie- <laughs> I legit practiced it. I've never practiced one of the things before, but I was like, oh, I want to do this one. Ju- I don't want to, like, be can doing you, a thing. <laughs> can, you do it, can you do it again real quick? Can you do it again real quick? I don't know if I can. I, I think that was all I had in me, but I'll do it one more time. Here we go. <laughs> oh, whoop, whoop. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, Thank you. Cool. My, well, so anyway, <laughs> my name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Gerard Milligan. And my name is James the Third. Why, why was it extra slow? Yeah, like, <laughs> what was the purpose? Uh, was it? I, I was just trying to also do that. I practiced that alone in my apartment for an hour. It was two hours of rehearsal. Uh, <laughs> One was... <laughs> one was the yell, and then the other one. I mean, I wish I had my name. guitar for this intro. I just ordered a guitar. It would have made this, oh, this intro so dope. Guitar? Yeah, it's my new thing for 2018. You know? Well, I mean, you never, you don't actually have a drum in here, so you could just... I'm just saying, but I don't know how to do the... Whatever. I'm going to just stick to the regional. Right, Hold on. Before you, you do it. Pra- okay. okay. Give me a second to get ready, because, you know, James practiced his, so he cheated. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> right, well, I'm uh, ready. We, okay, because we have a special guest today. Let me know when. Let me know when. Uh... She's an amazing performer. Boom, boom. Performs at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater boom, 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 boom. in New York. Boom, 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 boom. 
Lloyd Team 17. Wait, I thought you were going to do a guitar. Well, I yeah, why was my, there, because my thing is why like, are there still cymbals? <laughs> I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't think of how to do the guitar without actually. You know All right, we got Maritza <laughs> Montañez here. Yo, welcome. Thank you. Give it up. <laughs> I was going to do a guitar, but I was like, you know, to do it with my mouth, I was like, it was too complicated, and I wanted it to sound kind of cool, but then it wouldn't have. But don't worry. Next time you come, I'm going to have a guitar. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are uh, reviewing the film Coco. Coco! The new Pixar movie. Uh a joint venture, Pixar and Disney, you know, they, we were just talking about that before we started recording out. You know, Pixar was a part of Disney and then they left and then Disney bought them back up again. That has to be so trifling. It's like, hey man, I don't want to work with you no more. Oh, for real? Boom, I'm going to buy a company. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so disrespectful. Uh, uh, here, uh, just so you know, oh, for those who don't know, we review films of uh, leading actors of color. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, Coco uh, is about <laughs> the Day of the Dead. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> no, come on. Dia okay, de, okay, mu- de los Muertos. Yeah, say it again. Dia de los Muertos. Oh, good. That's good. Something like close. that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, 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 what's the kid's name again? Uh, in Miguel? the movie, Miguel. Miguel. Yeah, that's right. Miguel. Miguel. Uh, it's young boy Miguel and his uh, adventure in the land of the dead, essentially. That's so uh, cool. It's it's all about family. And the film just came out Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, over the five days, it's made $71.2 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, domestic, it made $82 million foreign so far. Wow, so really? Yeah, in five days. Damn. Five days, it's made $153 million. Yeah. Um, Diversity pays. Hey, can I say something real quick? Go so ahead. I work at a movie theater right now, and I appreciate the number of people that are going to this to see this movie. It's great. It's amazing. Yeah, y'all, yeah. y'all just be leaving. Y'all just be leaving your popcorn. Oh, okay. I'm saying. <laughs> wait, I'm wait, saying. James, y'all just be leaving James, your popcorn. James, I, mean, I think this isn't the. This isn't right, the venue. Yeah, this has nothing. This has to nothing do. to do. With no, us. I'm saying like just you know everybody be leaving. You yeah. know like yeah, James. You know you know like the Sour Patch Kids. No, it's because a lot of kids going to see the movie, you know. Yeah. So I'm saying it's like okay. yeah. a lot of children. Yeah, we get yeah, we get it totally. Leaving your pop and your sodas like full sodas. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, you know, that's cool. So I'm just saying, just you know, like hey, if we John. could just all as a as as a unit, if hey. we can just as a unit, hey James, just, just come together and hey James, and, do you want to talk about this later? You know, we can talk about huh? this. We can talk about this. Is after. now not the time? Is no, now not the time to be? T- no, this really isn't is not right. Moment. No, really, isn't John. Do you oh, want to okay, all right. Talking about the yeah, story. Yeah, I was just gonna say it, it broke box office records in Mexico. Uh, it made forty-eight million. Dollars. Whoa! Wow. In Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, man. Um, so it hasn't even. I don't think it has even been released uh, everywhere yet. Like, so that eighty-two million uh, foreign is like, it's it's just beginning. And I know a lot of people don't even know about it because I've I was talking to a lot of people and they were just like, wait. Pixar is a new movie. Yeah, yeah, it's not a lot of posters or yeah. um, trailers right? for it. No, and I feel like I, I didn't see a single trailer beforehand. No, and I I feel like I know a lot of people who kept confusing it with that other movie that came out a few years ago about the Day of the Dead, which I don't, it might just be called Day of the Dead. Right. Oh, what's that? Um, there was just there's another animated movie that was also about this, which I will admit I did not see. I didn't um, see that either. Oh, really? I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's so funny because um, excuse me. 
like I had like growing up such a weird fascination with the Day of the Dead, and it's solely because of um, the artwork from, and the movie had nothing to do with it. The artwork from uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, and how they modeled um, Jack, um, what's his name, Jack Skeleton or Jack Pumpkin? Yeah, I forgot what his name is. But yeah. how they model him is after like Mexican artwork for like skeletons for Day of the Dead, and I was like, oh, no one even knows where you got this from, Tim Burton. But I did. So, you know, the like sugar skulls. Yeah, yeah, the sugar skulls. Mm. That's what they're called. I was like, this is so cool. Uh, the movie you're talking about is The Book of Life. Oh. 2014. Yeah, I'm looking that the up Book now. Book of Life. Yeah, it had Diego Luna in it. <laughs> Which is funny because he works with like Giles Arcia Bernal all the time. Yeah. Uh, people would know him from the Rogue One movie. Uh, Zoe Saldana, everybody knows. I've seen this in Channing Tatum's and The League. Tatum. I've seen this. Is Channing Tatum the lead of that movie? No, he's he's one of the he's one, he's of, the, one of the. I three. mean, he's on the poster. Yeah, he's one of the three. So it's three leads and then Ice Cube's in it. Wow. See, this is it. okay. What's should we talk about this now or later? I <laughs> anyway. Channing Tatum is it doesn't have any Latino heritage in him, does he? Who does he? Who Channing Tatum? Tatum? I don't know. He looked like a white dude. I just thought he was just a white dude. Anyway, um, but <laughs> this movie is getting great reviews. It's got ninety six percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's making a lot of money. So that's just the that's the setup. So why don't we go to initial thoughts? You know, uh, who wants to start? Would you who like to go wants first? Wants to start? Do you want to oh. go first as our guest? Sure. Just like initial thoughts of the film. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like was, my initial thoughts were just I was like I really liked it. Made me cry. Uh, I think I I was like. Surprise! It didn't didn't make me cry much at the beginning. I cry a lot in movies. Yeah. <laughs> and this one, it was like I was like, oh man, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. And yeah. then uh, the end. Oh. Even though I knew what would, I was like, of course this is what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, my I like just sobbed. <laughs> um, but so that obviously very pretty movie, very like oh, yeah. striking. Um, I I loved I, I loved seeing or hearing I guess like all of this music that I feel like. I don't know. I feel like in the U.S., uh, people will one lump all Mexican music as mariachi, yes, mm-hmm. uh, and two will be like, "Oh, it's so annoying to hear." Uh, and it was cool to see a movie where like this music is played and it's not like a joke. Right. Uh, it's just yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, this is music." Yes, uh, that was like huge, and yeah, I loved the, the just like the way that the characters were rendered. Yeah, that's a great point. There's like. Uh, I feel, yeah, mariachi music, especially in Hollywood, is like used as the punchline of a joke. Yeah. It's, well, like it's literally used as like you know somebody says something and then it's like and they're like ha ha it's funny the mariachi band is playing you off. What's the movie with like it was all the white comedians? It was three of them. The three three amigos. Three amigos. Oh yeah. Three amigos. Weren't they like a mariachi band or they wanted to be or something like that? I think so. Yeah, something like that. It's a lot of movies that make me question things nowadays. Listen, All these classics. Listen. I'm like, these are just yeah. white dudes. Doing... I'm sure if we looked back at the three amigos, we'd be like, what was what is this? What is oh, this? Oh boy. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm even thinking about the poster right now and I'm like, wait, how did this work exactly? Like <laughs> Yeah. What uh okay. Uh, uh I'll go next. Yeah. Uh I saw it. I saw it and it was uh I saw it in a sold out theater here in Williamsburg, and it was like all Mexican kids. And it was crazy. I mean, it was I, I like it was insane because legit behind me was a row. It was literally like a family. And I heard probably, and I think I told some people this off the podcast, but it was the first time I've heard when Miguel shows up, the lead boy, I heard, I'm assuming the sister go, hey, that looks like you. I don't remember the kid's name. And I'm like, man, how often 
has this girl been able to say that to that? You know what I'm saying? Like, how often has this kid been able to say, hey, that looks like you? That's crazy. And also, again, I cried at the end of this movie. I was like, (laughs) I was done. And the little girl, I'm going to keep referencing this family the whole time. Because at one point, I guess the boy that she said looks like the character, she goes, are you crying? Like, you hear that. And then the boy like says something, and she's like, "It's okay, I'm crying too." And I was like, "Oh, this is crazy!" <laughs> like it was, it was like. And then on my road was like clearly like a four year old kid, and he was just up and bouncing the whole time. And you know, I'm not gonna spoil it, but once like the twist comes at the end, I knew he could tell he didn't know what was happening, but he just like, <laughs> so he was bouncing when he liked things, but then. When he got mad, he would just start like walking back and forth. And I could tell in the twist, he's like, I don't like this. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Like, these kids are having a moment. But it also made me mad because Disney fucked up Princess and the Frog so much. Like, mm-hmm. I could I could not stop thinking about how, <laughs> I could not stop thinking about how, like, yo, y'all don't fuck with black people. Like, for real, something in my head, I was like, Moana, I was like, Moana did it right. Moana, like, you, you, you really took on a culture and you tried to educate people without, like, being heavy handed. Like with Coco, I was like, you took on a culture that you normally don't do. And like, you know, if you don't know anything about the day of the dead or why it's important to people, you really showed that it wasn't about honoring ghosts and demons. It was really about family. Like the whole thing was about family, which I loved. But it made me think, like, yo, y'all really, y'all really screwed us over. Like for real. Like, who was the dude? Huey, was it was it was it the white dude who did all the music? Like You're the, the, talking the, about legend Randy Newman. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> like he can be a legend, but why is he doing but why, yo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why? Why Sway? Why? And it just felt like, again, it felt yeah. like disrespectful. So you know what? Different times. <sighs> it was like four years ago. <laughs> 2009. Anyway. <laughs> no, it was. Anyway, I thought this movie was really dope. And I thought that like, I thought the visuals were good. I also thought like the most important thing about the movie was the rendering of the characters, how they looked. Because sometimes you will see these movies and like, for instance, a movie I love, Aladdin. Aladdin is, you know, about a place in the Middle East, but Aladdin is rendered after two famous white actors like um, Michael J. Fox and Tom Cruise. So that's why he looks the way he does. Whereas this looks very authentic to how I thought they should look. So yeah, I'm down. Uh, do you want to go, James? No, after you, sir. All right. Mm. So uh, so when this movie when this movie ended, uh, I kept I kept looking at Tessa to, <laughs> to see if she was crying. Oh, for real? <laughs> and then she was. And I was like, you know, I had that that soreness in my throat because I was like choking back the tears, like, no, nah, I ain't gonna cry. And uh and then uh so I was like really holding on and then I was like, man, that was really beautiful. And then Tessa was like, why? Why like talk about why you liked it? And I was like, well ah! <laughs> <laughs> You funny. You funny. Literally I couldn't I couldn't explain to her why I liked it. I love that. Because every time I started to talk. Tears just streamed down my face. That's beautiful, John. But it's so, man, this movie was so beautiful. Um, I actually kind of wish I saw it in 3D because there were some parts where I was looking at it and I was like, I bet this would be really amazing mm-hmm. in 3D. When they first get to the to the uh, land of the dead and you see all oh, like the bright lights and yeah, everything, that shot looks so cool. And I was like, That's, this shot was probably look really cool in 3D. Um, yeah, it was... The story was so incredible. I think that's what struck me the most was mm-hmm. like how even even if I like figured out what was going to happen before it happened, I still was like, what beautiful storytelling where, you know, the themes are so strong, you know, it's so relatable, it's so human, the the um 
the ideas of not just family, but like pursuing your dreams and then like, you know, what it you should sacrifice, what you shouldn't sacrifice, what you should push for, what you should probably be like, you know, no, I, I need to respect the wishes of the people around me and like all that stuff. Um, and yeah, and just the care in which they uh, like took to show this culture, but not like stereotype it or make it digestible, you know, for a white audience. Like it, a lot of times we talk about uh, um, certain movies, it, see, it feels like, oh, they're just making it digestible for a white audience. So like, you know, like we like the hidden figures effect, which we'll talk about, which yeah. is like, it'll like glisten and gleam and like make sure you have some white characters so that people can relate to them. And, uh, and like, you're like, you could talk about race, but like, don't talk about it too much because then it's like a little awkward and, you know, you don't want to alienate people who don't. And it's like, wh- what are you talking about? Every, all minorities have been, you don't, you don't care about them being alienated from the, your all white films. So like, why, you know, just have a, have a movie that's immersed in this culture and don't apologize for it. And the thing that I loved about it is like, I was like, oh, there's so many little kids in here. And it was definitely a, a bunch of like mixed race, like all these different races uh, in my theater, all these little kids. And they were like watching a movie that had both English and Spanish. And like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it was obviously predominantly English, but like they, they had like some Spanish in there that they would throw in every now and then that I just thought was really cool. Like these kids could like just start learning like, oh, that's cool. You know? Um, yeah, it was, it was really, really good. And I, and I also, I didn't know, I didn't really know anything about, the Day of the Dead, to be honest, and like the only thing I I've seen like imagery is like that that paint, like the white paint and mm-hmm. the black. But usually, when you see that, it's like on the faces of like gang members who are like with machine guns, no. <laughs> who are like robbing people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like it's used as like, oh, the scary thing is happening. Like, like even in like even very recently, uh, the last James Bond movie, Spectre, like he's like there, oh, yeah. and like the Day of the Dead is happening, oh. but it's like. It's like it's supposed to be like oh it's like happy whatever but like this huge fight and chasing happens oh, and like yeah. and you're like and there's there's an element of it that's supposed to be like this is scary you know what I mean like when uh, it's like not a scary holiday at yeah, all. yeah yeah not even uh, a little and bit. you you would never know from that movie which like has this huge celebration like what this celebration is actually about um, and because it's set because it's just a backdrop for like a white guy like chasing down some terrorist uh, a person of color you know some terrorist person of color in mexico like and like not caring about the people that he might hurt uh you know what i mean it's it's just so so i really liked it this movie was yeah. really great and honestly i think i like immediately it was like this is definitely in the top five pixar films and like i'm still trying to figure out my placement but it's it's up there the storytelling yeah, sure. was so so strong yeah all right, James. I thought this movie was really, really great. Um, like I said before, I work at a movie theater, and it's been selling out every single show. We've had a showing on the hour every hour, and and it's all of them have been selling out. So it's really amazing to see um, so many people coming out to watch the movie. And then, like, when I saw it, I saw it late last night. So it was not a crowded theater, and that's, like, my deepest regret that I couldn't experience it with a, mm. and, and also I went by myself. So 
I was very alone in it watching <laughs> watching the movie. Um, uh, I thought it was amazing. I, I mean, like, I thought the animation was fantastic and the story was so compelling and so interesting. Lots of fun um, twists and turns in it. Um, I, uh, not knowing a lot about Dia de Muertos, I like watching this and learning about it was, was an amazing experience. There was also people, um, behind me who were, you know, whispering and, you know, trying to, trying to, uh, uh, keep up with what was happening and, and sharing their ex excitement. And that was fun to, to listen to and be a part of. Um, uh, and, and just by the end of it, like, by the end of it, it was just like I, I was I could not stop thinking about my family and like and like having I had an overwhelming sense of like I I miss everybody. <laughs> I miss everybody and I love everybody. Um, and it was like and and every, everyone leaving the theaters for the past few showings would always say like, oh, bring tissues or blah, blah, blah. Or there, you know, they should be a warning about the tissues. <laughs> um, and that it was like a very real thing. Like, like it's, you know, even if you don't want, even if you want to keep it inside by the end of the movie, like you will just explode in, 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 in an overwhelming amount of emotion. Um, uh, I, and it was like so funny. There was so much about it that was like the, the humor was, was very rich and for all kinds of different reasons, like, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're laughing because, uh, you're you're laughing because you know you, it's funny. You're laughing because of an exaggeration. You're laughing because you're relieved that something happened. Like just, it's such a wonderful, great journey, and I had a really great time watching it. Today we're sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace.com. Now, yeah. Okay. I don't know if you know this, Drew. Well, what's up? But Squarespace, you can make your own website. Anything I want. Anything you want. And I made one. Would you? Wait for it. What's up? Yeah, what's, yeah, up? Yeah. what's yours? Oh, it's called "I'm a Great Actor." Don't hire James the Third. Wow! Wait a minute. That's that's really good. Oh, dude. Hold on. Yes, I liked the first half of the domain, but why? What's that last part? Well, the thing is, with Squarespace, you know, you could turn your cool ideas into a new website. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. you don't need to know anything about making a website because Squarespace has easy to use tools. Dope. Okay, they got templates. Yeah. That have world class designers work on them. I love it, dude. All right. No, I know. I've used it. I've used it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the ability to customize your look and feel, the settings and the products with more just a few clicks. You just click, 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 click. Hey, you know what? Click, click. I'm better than James III. You know what I mean? I like love all, that. all that stuff is there. And the thing is, I can honestly tell exactly what your site is about before I even go to it. So mm -hmm. it's like, that's so fantastic, dude. Yeah, man. I made it stand out. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Listen, uh, <laughs> no, it, it just doesn't feel like you need to reference me in the domain at all, or I, I feel like I don't need to be a part of that. Well, it's funny. I went like I was. I didn't know if I was allowed to reference you, so I went to the twenty four seven customer support that Squarespace wow. has, and I was like, "Am I allowed to reference James the Third? And they're like, "We don't know who that is." So definitely, that's a good. Customer service that is so helpful and so positive is always good to have on your side, you know? Wait, no, that's not. There's nothing positive about And, you know, that. since they They're have, like, like, commerce tools, they could probably email you from right. your site. It's very, you know what? Good job. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm letting everybody know, people who are listeners, look, if you're a jewelry maker, you want to make uh, uh, James III is not a good actor. Pendants. <laughs> no, why... Why does it have to be that? Ooh, I would love <laughs> I if people if someone made I a support your dream. If you want to do 
if you want to do jewelry, do that by all means, but it doesn't have to be. If you're if you're a consultant and you want to consult people on how they can be better than James III, mm. you know. No, you don't need to do that. If you're a lawyer Part. and you want to set up a firm that's like James III is near me, and I want to I want to try to make that not happen. That yo, you lawyers, you got create your own website. A um, whole firm for that? <laughs> like, oh, an entire firm? All you got to do is think it, dream it, and you make it with Squarespace. So just go to squarespace.com, okay? What you got to do is you start a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, you use the offer code JUMP. You save 10% off your first purchase. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's really good. J-U-M-P. JUMP. 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace. <laughs> Oh, hey, you guys. Can I talk to you guys about our, our sponsor? Yeah, sure. Oh, What's yeah, up? We got another sponsor. Yeah, we do. We have another one. It's Simple Contacts. Oh. So, so Simple Contacts, because you guys know, because I wear glasses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, there, you know, it's a convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription and reorder your brand of contacts from anywhere in minutes. Oh, so, wow. Like, that this is nice. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be nice from to anywhere. see your face, James, and not to have weird glasses covering them. And sometimes his glasses wow. are like tilted on the side, and I'm like, James, fix your glasses. Yeah, because they're old. They're old glasses. These glasses are old. I've had them for several years. I should probably get new ones. But Goodness. I'm, as you guys know, I'm in LA. I'm all the way in LA, and you can order them from anywhere. It's convenient. You never have to leave your home. I was in rehearsal at the time, so I ordered oh. it from rehearsal. Yeah, and it's speed. The vision test is super quick. So I haven't gone to the optometrist in a while, and so I got my prescription updated through the Simple Contacts app. Oh, damn. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And it's super quick. You just download the app. It didn't take too long at all. It didn't take up too much space. You know, sometimes you got to be like deleting stuff on your mm-hmm. phone. Mm-hmm. To, to, at, nope, it just it, it, right there, you know? How much, choice, then, how much uh, choice do you have? You know what I mean, though? Because like, that's important. There's a lot of choices. So like, so like once I went through the, once I went through the thing, uh, uh, I went, there was a drop-down menu and there was like all kinds of different contacts for me to choose from. I scrolled down. I found exactly the brand that I like and I use. Um, and so it was like, it was like, you know, it, it wasn't too much change. Nothing too crazy about that at all. Um, uh, and once you do the vision test and send it in, a, a doctor looks at it and they tell you like, hey, you're good to go. And Wait, a real, do- a real doctor though? A real doctor. I mean, that's Not a, a computer doctor. I like a that. A real doctor. Okay. okay? Yeah, Some man. people be tricking me out on these streets. Yeah, man. I feel yeah. like. And you know what? Uh-huh. We have a promo code for you guys to try it yourself. Oh, Those of you out cool. there who wear glasses like me and need some new contacts, you can get $30 off your contact lenses. You can go to simplecontacts.com slash jump. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. And I also also see that, like, you know, if you get this before the end of December, you know, people who have HSA insurance can, you know, use some money towards it by the end of the year. So that's pretty cool, too. Yes, oh, yes. Nice. If you got that HSA, if you mm-hmm. got the, and, and I do... So, you know, it helped me out. I respect that. Yeah. Okay. And now you can see, huh? You go into auditions, people looking at your eyes, huh? Yeah, people looking at my this eyes. This is great. This is great because I, I know this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam, which I have gotten this year, by the way. And if you haven't done it, you got to go You gotta go to that ophthalmologist because I don't even know what that word was. And then my doctor was like, well, first of all, here's a book. Read. And then I was like, that was a little racist. And he was like, oh, my bad. And then, but you know, but that being said, I think I need some context too. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. John can't see. No, I can see. John can't see. James, I can see. Oh, wait. See? Oh, oh that's Gerard. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm not there. I'm wow. in another city. All right. Well, I can see though. 
You can't. Wow. I've been in meetings with John, well, and he will look at Please, the, y'all got to go to simplecontacts.com, yeah, and y'all got to enter that code JUMP. You can save $30. That's, that's simplecontacts.com slash JUMP. Enter the code JUMP at checkout. Yeah, man, it's, it's interesting because I'm thinking, um, it's just interesting because uh, Mozart, like his, you know, his character Mozart, like I, I won't call him by his real name because he always would be Mozart in the jungle to me. Um, oh my God. Uh, he was funny. Is his name Mozart is he in Mo- that show? Is he I, not Mozart second, in the show? Like, who's Mozart? He's Mozart. Like, he's, he's Mozart in the jungle. <laughs> is, he, is he not Mozart? He's he a, is. He's Mozart in the jungle. His name I is not do not know. Oh wait, no, he's not. His character's name. There's no way that his character's Yo, name well, is Mozart. What? But I said when I said Mozart in the jungle, everybody right. named Mozart anyway. Yeah, but you're talking about. Uh, I'm talking about Mozart. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm talking Garcia, about Mozart in the jungle. All right, Mozart. Right. I don't know who you're talking about. Mozart in the jungle, right? He was Rodrigo so is his character. His name thing. is Mozart in the jungle, okay. John. <laughs> Let's Show can me. we just can we also just call out that Gerard called. Right. Called uh, Olaf Josh. <laughs> <laughs> let's just—I mean, just let's just be clear. Gerard called Olaf okay. Josh. Anyway, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is—is is that Mozart in the Jungle was so funny in this movie. He played Hector, and I was like, "This is—I've seen him in a bunch of movies where he's done like I've seen his his English speaking movies, and he's usually very serious. And I'm like, my man was so funny as this voice. I was like, my man should do a comedy somewhere. Like Mozart was so good. And of course, you have Benjamin Bratt. You know, he has so many movies. I can't even think about what to call Benjamin Bratt right now. I always mm. think of him as like action. Oh, action Benjamin Bratt. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I always just think of him about in like Law and Order. Oh, oh that's what. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> His character's name in Law and Order was Ray Curtis. And so, can I say something? That's he so was funny? in ninety-five episodes. Of that wow. Show. Can I tell y'all the shadiest thing that's ever happened to Benjamin Bratt? What's up? So DC DC Comics always makes these animated movies, right? So the animated movies are really good normally. So they did this Justice League movie, which is like gods and monsters, where like everything about the Justice League is a little warped. Mm-hmm. So basically, in order to have a Superman who was like not super patriotic, it has Superman's ship crash in Mexico. So so instead of it being like Clark Clint, his name is like Hernan like Garcia, something like that. And he's like like he doesn't wear a Superman costume. He has a goatee. He literally just like beats people up. Like he redeems himself in the end, but he's like not a good person. Wow. And the only thing that's different that happens is that instead of going to like Kansas, he goes to Mexico and Benjamin Bratt is like the wow. really aggressive uh Superman. That's oh it. Oh gosh, that's he enough won- to make you a bad person. Yeah, like <laughs> legit. Like he just go he just lands in Mexico. That's it. And he just like it's it's fascinating. Anyway, wow. he's not even buff anymore. That is... He's just a skinny Mexican guy with a goatee who like wears a trench coat and beats people up. Like that's legit. His okay, um, not a point. Oh As we were, <laughs> <laughs> but I do love again that this movie. I think the one thing I think John hit this more than anything. I think the one thing I really like about this movie is that the whole thing is just about family, and and again I think it was such a it would have been so easy for them to make this really about the misconceptions of the day of the dead. And, you know, and again, some people believe it like honors demons and ghosts and stuff like that, which it's not really what it's about. And I thought this movie really went through and like educated people without it being like very forced and heavy handed. And the mere fact that they showed how important like, to me it was like how important honoring your family was, making sure you remembered who they were. I mean, that's the whole gist of the story, remembering who came before you, you know, and honoring their legacy. Like we, 
I don't know. I feel like that's a tough thing, especially as Americans, that I don't know if we do all the time. I feel like sometimes we we know, but to honor and then learn from the mistakes of the past yeah. is just a thing that we... That's true. We got to put up more Confederate flags, y'all. <laughs> Shut up, We got to honor our heritage. You going to honor the rebels <laughs> who technically are... All right, whatever. <laughs> But they do even they even have like a line in the movie. There's that line that uh, one of the characters says, which is like, uh, "Like you can forgive, or you don't have to forgive, but you have to. You can't forget." Or right. Something, I think yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, which I was like, "Dang." That's what the grandma. That says. was deep. That was a deep yeah. line. You don't have. Uh, I don't. Yeah, you don't have to forgive. Or I don't know if she was talking about herself, but it she was, was like it was it was the yeah. grandma when when Hector finally like when they finally meet at the end. <laughs> and he tries to tell his story. Yeah, you and she's straight up about it. You don't mm-hmm. have to forgive, but you can't forget. Yeah, woo! I love yeah. it. But I just want to show you yeah. guys what Superman looks like when he's from Mexico. He's that guy. Wow. Damn. Mind you, the rest of them are vampires and stuff, so they have a fucked up life. He just went to Mexico. I'm just. That's it. <laughs> I'm so mad. That's that's all that happened to him. <laughs> that's it. Sorry. Oh sorry. wow. Um. Yeah. All right. Why don't we? Why don't we get started? Spoilers are coming. Spoilers, Spoilers are, are coming. Yeah. So if you haven't seen this movie, you you haven't seen this movie, just freaking go see it. Yeah. What's going on? What are you doing? Listen to this podcast and then still go. <laughs> you gotta show up thirty minutes late. Yeah. After that frozen. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, legit frozen. Legit. You do not need to see that. We've seen enough of Josh Gad. All right. Gracious. He's everywhere. Josh Gad was the star of Marshall. Josh Gat was the star marshal. Uh, yeah, that's what we heard. We haven't seen it, but yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to see Josh Gat star in another movie with a person of color or woman should be the don't. lead. I definitely don't. I ain't get the frozen sisters but for two minutes at the beginning and end. Got him and that damn reindeer. It wasn't even two reindeer. Just one. Santa Claus don't like one reindeer, bro. Anywho. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> this movie starts... Oh, it was. A, I thought it was a very bold start. To an animated, like chi- like children movie, to have this whole storytelling be told through the um, I don't know what uh, you call it, like I, those I cutouts. Know in Spanish, those... they call it like papel cortado. There you go, uh, cut up paper. Cut oh, paper. is it? It had a very um, <laughs> but it, that is what it is. <laughs> I'm like, that's what it's. Uh, but it sounds it a lot yeah, cooler when you say it. It sounds. It had a very up, up type opening. It sounds really cool though. It's a, yeah, just keep it this minute. <laughs> no, I was saying it had an up type feeling. I was like, it told you this whole story, but if you think about it, the story wasn't happy in any way, shape, and form. Like the more yeah. it went on, it was like, oh, th- oh, yeah. yeah. It reminded it, me of the beginning of Moana, where they have like the tapestry. Oh yes, they like to do that. They like yeah. to do it. I think it's an interesting way to tell a story very quickly. Yeah, it was like it's like telling a story. It's like using a piece of uh, the culture that you're, you know, about to explore, and then. But also, I think for me, the reason that I felt like it was bold, it was telling the audience, "Hey, sit down, pay attention. We are not going to spoon feed you. Like mm-hmm. this is going to be a great story, uh, and you're going, and this is going to be done with like extreme, amazing artistry and all this and great voice acting and all this stuff." But like, we're, you need to like pay attention. This isn't going to be a movie about you know, uh, you know, John Cena playing a bull. Uh, we'll <laughs> talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> oh but God. no, it, I thought it was great. Like, yeah, and essentially the story is just that uh, you had a, a man who was super into music, loved music so much that he left his wife. Yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> the and never wife came back, and never came back, and the wife was like. You know what? 
that's okay. I don't need him. I don't need a man in my life. I'm going to start my own shoe business. And then I'm going to tell my daughter, you know, this is what we do now. We, we do shoes. We don't do music. And she becomes the matriarch of this family that is all about making shoes. And she starts doing out of her house and ends up with four stores, house. like mm-hmm. four, yeah. four locations. She ropes in her whole family. Yeah. Ropes in her whole family. They all yeah. start doing it. They, they, there's a booming, profiting uh, business, small business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> small business that has a chance to grow. <laughs> Grows. And, uh, but the, and, the only, and they're all about family. And the only rule is no music. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and this kind of goes into the grandma. So oh, so then they were like, so like anyway, blah blah blah. And then she's like, that was my great great grandma, Mama Emilda. I think so. Emilda. Mama Emilda was the the mm-hmm. the first. Yeah, and so his great grandma, the child is Coco. Yep, Coco. And then you have grandma, and what's Abuelita? Yeah, they just call her Abuelita because yeah, I looked online. They did not give her a name. They didn't yeah. give her a name. <laughs> no. Which I was like, okay, That's I guess. But, but I'm like, I, I know my grandparents. Yeah, wait, yeah. why? <laughs> yeah, like, wait, why, why don't you? Wait, what's the deal with this? <laughs> That's they didn't weird. give her a first name. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I will Dude. say the one thing I did like, though, is that when Miguel starts telling his story and then he's kind of taking us through the family and he brings up Grandma Coco. And he's like, basically, that's the person he talks to the most, only because right. she doesn't talk back. And yeah. he's yes. like, dimple, no dimple, yeah. dimple, no dimple. Then he puts her like, he puts her like a, a Mexican wrestler mask. And like, I just love that she's always just there, and she just never says anything back to him. Like, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there's no other. You know, I was like, what other little kids? You don't play with other little kids. In that the yeah. The one thing I will say is like, I wish there were some more kids. Like, we see his sister for a literal hot second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, like, peeks out of the corner once and, like, gives him, like, a, like, a, like, a little mischievous look. But then we never see her again. I don't know what her name is. We don't know anything about her. <laughs> well, I think one of the most interesting things about this movie, because it is still a Disney movie, is that all the women are still alive. Like, if you, most of the time when you see a Disney movie, oh, right. the moms are dead. Even, at, even Moana, Moana had a mom, but the mom never really spoke. It was really the dad who was the most of the talking where this movie really relies on, I mean, the lineage of the women. If you mm-hmm. think about it, it's like, like uh, Coco was still important. Like his mom, not like Miguel's mom, not so much, but at least the grandma and then the great grandma. So like, I was like, oh, they actually are alive in a part of the story, which is crazy. But I mean, I can't think of it, like uh, Frozen. Those parents are dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and think so when um. What is it? The one with the orange hair and the bow and arrow? I forgot what that was called. Like, oh, uh, Brave. Brave. Yeah, her mom mm-hmm. is dead too, I think. I think so. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, this is fascinating. Um, but I love I loved that montage of him and the grandma. The only thing... The, okay, this is my only thing. Apparently, the grandma's name was Elena. Oh. Elena. I'm on IMDb. It's a Abuelita. Yeah. Ab- yeah, Abuelita. Abuelita Elena. Oh. Oh, there you go. Abuelita means grandmother? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I figured. Technically, it's grandma. little grandma. Little grandma. <laughs> oh, like, that makes sense, But you though. just say it. I think we just add that. We add that, like, Ita and yeah. Ito to everything. Yeah. Because other Latinos have told me. They've, like, called me out. Oh, <laughs> they're like, you just Yeah, because we, for some reason, add that diminutive to right. everything. Uh, I, I, like, I only know a little bit about that when I was, like, working at restaurants and, like, people would have these, like, fights about, like, Spanish, like... <laughs> <laughs> like who you should learn Spanish from and who you shouldn't learn Spanish from. Yeah. Oh. Uh, like, yo, everyone in this, 
legit this entire cast voice cast list it's wild like I, yeah it's not the norm this uh, is not dude no i i, I should be a lot to um adrian and i want to get i want to make sure he gets the proper like shout out that he deserves adrian molina is the co-director co-writer he's done He's been around for so long, and he's been like a bit player in a lot of movies, like a lot of Pixar movies. And he is of of Mexican descent, and it was like him who kind of helped spearhead this, and kind of like it, it's basically every time we talk about, oh man, I wonder what happened if they just spoke to a person of color when making this movie. And again, he knows he kind of did this movie. He needed Lee because Lee did Toy Story two, and like honestly, he's a white dude who like everyone trusts. Yeah. But from what I read, is that Lee like trusted Adrian to do a lot of like the fact checking, a lot of like to, to, to help define the animations and stuff, which I think like, yo, this shows that, hey, we get it. You, we, need, <laughs> we need assistance sometimes because we're not allowed in the door. But if you just give us a shot and you have that type of like help, you can get a movie that feels very authentic and very worthwhile. And Adrian did a lot of it. I mean, he co-wrote it. He helped punch up the script. He helped co-direct the script. He helped edit it. Right. Like my man did so much. I feel like he needs that shout out. Oh, he's so good. The movie looks beautiful, yo. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, that, that's kind of like the setup of the story. And then we see um, uh, Miguel, and he loves music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he loves music, and even though he's not supposed to. Uh, and he, like, has this little, like, sanctuary. Yeah. Uh, uh, to uh, oh wait, what's the guy's name? Ernesto. Ernesto. Mm-hmm. Ernesto de, de, la, Cruz. de la Cruz. De la Cruz. Ernesto de la Cruz, the greatest <laughs> musician of all time. And, yeah. has, and like, it's a full-on altar. It like it's oh, it is. compares <laughs> to his family's ofrenda. Yeah. It's like did it have candles too? It, it did. Like, he did have did. candles. So intense. He did have candles, and he had like so an intense. old TV in there too. He could just rewatch old movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had an old. Yeah, and he like had a like handmade little, guitar. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Like that he was just tweaking on his own. I I remember even before we actually see the sanctuary, like there's a part where uh, Miguel goes to the town and to help, like I guess, save money t- to maybe fix his guitar. He was shoe shining, yeah. uh, and he was talking to a mariachi, and they called it Mariachi Plaza. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, because that's what oh, all the mariachis yeah. play. Uh, <laughs> and it's so funny as he's like as he's talking to this mariachi guy, and I thought. And, this again, this is this is a little thing that I thought was done so perfectly. Because normally in a movie, this mariachi would have been such a dick to this kid. And I thought that's where it was going because he wasn't nice to him at first. Right. I was like, like, oh man, oh, he's about please, to use you can't play music. Yeah, I thought he was gonna be a dick to him. Yeah. But at the end, he was like, Here, take the guitar, play. I was like, yo, I, in my mind, I thought he was I kept thinking of like Aladdin where like he sees the prince and the prince kicks him in the mud and calls him a street rat. I was like, oh man, we about to about to be mean to this kid, but no, he encouraged them, and I was like, ah, I love that. It was yeah. so good just to see like people encourage art at a young age and not try to like condemn it and butcher it, even though his grandma came and did chase him but. with a slipper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that gra- that grandma was so intense. <laughs> grandma with the slipper, when she when she like spun it like a gun and like put it back on her shoe like it was like a holster. I thought that was so funny. She did something my grandma would do like later on as they're walking back. They see the dog and the grandma takes off her shoe and throws it at the dog, takes two steps, go get my shoe. Like <laughs> my theater erupted and I thought in my head, yep, that's that's an authentic grandma move. Yeah, <laughs> like, my sister turned to me when that happened. When she when the grandma threw the shoe, my sister was like, she wouldn't do that. She's not going to have her shoe back. And then like beat later. She's like, go get it. Yo, yeah. that is, again, man, attention to detail, yo. Like, attention 
Oh, yo, someone, if your mom or someone throws something at you, you better be damn sure. They're going to ask you to pick it up. <laughs> like, don't get it twisted. They're going to say, hey, hey, bring that back here. It was so good. Oh, man. This shoot. I remember, because I remember, <laughs> I remember Will Martinez did a whole, oh, did he? Didn't he did like a whole song about it, his grandma? Probably. Shoot. Yeah. It's, it's like such a trope of like the <laughs> grandma or the mom like yeah with the slipper oh really oh man that's so fun to me i just love that she was like go get that shoe it just <laughs> felt so real <laughs> to me. uh i also love that he was like we have to be the only mexican family who's like doesn't like music yes <laughs> yes he did say that i was like oh you know what that's great and then she kept trying to they had a montage of her just the grandma just stopping people from playing music yeah he's just like blowing out a bottle <laughs> <laughs> just smacks it out of his head I was like, this is great. The movie was so funny, but also like so heartwarming. And I was like, I, I respect you guys for actually taking the time to do this. Yeah. And uh, and so the, the Day of the Dead is approaching and he, uh, um, well, wait, what's this? What, I'm trying the to. Altar, what is the altar called? Ofrenda. 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 Mm-hmm. The Ofrenda. Did I say it right? No. I'm just like just trying to be real <laughs> bold with it. Listen, you gotta try that. You gotta, you gotta put forth It wasn't won't even matter. He's there and he's like, uh he's like, oh, like you have to like basically like talking to his ancestors and you know, t- t- describing how much he loves music and how much he wants it. And then the dog kind of like, oh, there's this dog that it is the most Oh hope. my god. Why is the dog so dumb? Like oh, it's just I love like it. why <laughs> I the second the dog showed up, I was just like and, I, and probably because I think we talked about this with Moana, but like it was just like, why does he have to be so dumb? Like, what? well, this is a trope with those movies. You see, normally it's how these movies go. It's always the dumb animal companion, and then the older guide. And like right. this, is, this, yeah. just, this just falls into. I mean, this dog was so dumb. I was like, uh, and also, it was also one low of the key, ugliest dog. Low key, and this isn't a spoiler. <laughs> that dog was so ugly. It has like, like a slimy chew- looking. Yeah, yeah like a chewed up yeah. ear. Dante, like. Dante. Also, great, like a lopsided eye. Did like. Dante die? And we just like kind of breezed over. I think. I, like, is he dead? I think the idea was that he was a spirit guide the, the whole time. time. Yeah. So oh. this is a so so low key. This is a dead dog that he's playing <laughs> with the whole movie. Or yeah. What, yeah. I took it as like maybe he like his mortality was maybe tied to Miguel's. Because he like still looked like a dog. Right. And then toward the end, he's got that like the same color as the other Albe, Albe, Albrechi. I forget how they said it. <laughs> Alberiges. Yeah. Uh, the other like spirit guide animals. Uh, but it was like, oh, you were gray the whole time right. until then. And right. then I think he went back to normal afterwards. Well, they went on, on the he day did, they when they him, come back. Yeah, they come back. Yeah. So he got the chance to like see everybody. Yo, that dog like, was a hot mess. So, like legit. So stupid. Such a dumb and such a dirty looking dog. Like my man, <laughs> my man had no physical quality as you were like, no kids should play with this dog. He no. falls out of a garbage bin at some point. Uh, yeah. Good goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely is a pit like, you know, uh that even the movie Up had that dog that was so dumb. And didn't Up have like, oh, no, a bird but the too? Up dog. Yeah, so the Up dog was is was kind could talk and was like had some Stuff about the, him that like made him, because the invention. made him redeemable. The bird was really dumb. The bird was like, oh yeah, ah, you know, like <laughs> yeah, the bird was a dummy. It was a dodo bird, was it? Oh yeah, I think it was. But also, no, it was like a giant ostrich-like bird. It wasn't yeah, a dodo, but it was like that. Moana had the dodo. 
Like Moana had a dumb Moana, had, Moana a dumb had a dumb chicken. chicken. Some dumb chicken. Oh, gotcha. real hey, hey. dumb chicken. A yeah. chicken that was trying to eat a stone. Yeah. Oh, and that's dumb. how he saved I mean, the day. It, yeah. <laughs> They're so dumb. It's like, why? Hollywood is shut down. All production has stopped and funding for new projects is tough to come by. There has never been a better time to talk through the entertainment industry's issues and try to reimagine Hollywood. And that's what Hollywood the Sequel, a new podcast from LAS Studios, will be doing. Listen as journalist John Horn talks to some of the most important and up-and-coming actors, producers, and directors about what we can expect the future of Hollywood to look like. And more importantly, how it should look. Will there be greater representation for women, for people of color? Will there be a return to the small and intimate movie? Will there be a permanent shift towards streaming and away from movie theaters? Are YouTube, TikTok, and podcasts reshaping the media landscape once and for all? Can movie theaters rebound from shutdown with streaming and social distances as a norm? As Hollywood the sequels ask these questions and more, this limited-run series will spark an ongoing conversation about how to use the current crisis as an opportunity to fix the entertainment industry's fault lines. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive Hollywood the sequel trailer. Available June 23rd. Download Hollywood the sequel for free at laist.com slash Hollywood the sequel or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's L-A-I-S-T dot com slash Hollywood the sequel. Hey there, it's Lindsay Katai and Kelly Nugent from Teen Creeps, the podcast about YA pulp fiction. We love trashy teen horror and whether you'll admit it or not, you do too. So cinch up those side ponytails, push your pogs to one side, fire up your 56K dial-up modem, and subscribe to Teen Creeps only on the Forever Dog Network. New episodes every Wednesday. But I, but I will say I love that this movie kind of... It, it did something I thought was really hard. Like, it it set up the family, set up Miguel, but then also got to the... To the, the A story, if you will, very quickly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, and the thing is, and nothing felt rushed. Like him, from the time uh, Miguel goes from, you know, running away from his grandma, which honestly, when he had that guitar and, you know, was it, the whole thing was like seizure moment. It was mm-hmm. like, I was like, okay, he's doing it. And his grandma like breaks that guitar in front of him. That I was, was like, mean. So mean. Like, oh my goodness. And, and especially because she like yeah. breaks it and turns around and is like, oh, like so uh, sweet. And then come here. I was like, oh, you, oh, that's me. But then also I love the fact that again, the, the subtlety was like with the parents. The parents at this point are on Miguel's side. Like you see it. At first they're like, hey, we gotta do this. But the dad goes, hey, don't do that. And she just breaks yeah. the guitar anyway. And I was like, and the dad instantly starts running after him. I was like, I'm happy that the whole family. <laughs> wasn't villains and even the grandma had you know yeah i thought that was such an interesting part of the movie because we had we had a complete understanding that the entire family was against music and that they were all fine with being against music like that and so like even though abelita was like sort of ruling with an iron fist as far as the music was concerned when she goes to destroy it, I'm expecting them to think that this is fine, but they're like, well, don't do that in front of the boy. Like, the fact that they didn't want him to even see it being destroyed, like, I thought that that was really precious. Yeah, because it showed, it almost showed that, like, yeah, this is how this family lives, but the happiness of everyone in the family also mattered. Again, this the way this movie handled family, to me, is just really well done. Again, like the mom, even when he comes in, like to the shop earlier on, uh, and the mom is just talking to him about why were you out there and like, uh, was it the 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 
not the town, but like the center of um, mariachis or the whatever. Plaza. The plaza of mariachis. She's still, again, not shunning him. And I think it was, it's such an easy move in these movies to do that and have everyone point fingers at the kid, which is why the kid like can erupt and leave. But I don't know. I felt like it was such an easy and subtle thing to do so that this kid, we would understand why he wants to go back to that family. You know, because sometimes there's these movies and it's like, wait, why do you want to go back? They were assholes to you. Right. You know, but they made sure that everyone showed love. Like even the sister who teased him a little bit, when he comes running away, again, very subtle, very subtle in the animation, the sister looks sad. <laughs> when they show the cut to the sister, she looks really sad that he's leaving. And I'm like, oh, man, this is great. Uh, yeah. And, uh, oh, we do get to see him sing mm-hmm. in that uh, little altar that he has set up. And play, and baby. It was great. Man, yeah. this kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I loved how good he was. I, I love that first... it, like, w- there was never a moment of, like, him not being good at mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. in the in the movie like we knew that he was he felt weird about performing in front of people but the fact that like just as soon as he started playing the guitar it was like oh no he's great he's really good at it. yeah and like yeah. a confident performer yeah yeah uh anthony gonzalez that's his name. this is his first thing right uh i mean it's it's his first like huge movie i think it's i have a, he was like an episode of criminal minds okay <laughs> he's uh uh, in some short uh, called Icebox. Give my man more work. I should go yeah, see this movie again. A couple of short again. films. Um, yeah, and and then he so he runs to the graveyard. Oh no, right, because the idea is that he wants to go. He goes to the plaza to mm-hmm. compete in this competition, but he doesn't have a guitar because uh, Grammy Elena broke it, and he like keeps asking people to borrow their guitars, and they're like. No. Yeah, like, well, get out of here, kid. <laughs> and and he goes to, and the woman's like, and he's like, can I have a guitar? And she's like, she's like, look, you, like, we can't get, you have to bring your own guitar, but if you have one, you can get in the competition. And he's like, okay. And so I think at this point he did realize that, uh, that I think he, he thought that, what's his name was? Um, De La Cruz. De La Cruz mm-hmm. was his, uh, was his great, great grandfather because when the picture had fallen down from Ifreda. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Is it wrong? Ofrenda. Ofrenda. <laughs> First off, thank you for trying. I was, gonna, I was on your side the whole time. I was going to be like, yeah, you did it. I know. I was torn. I was like, should I? I was like, and I saw your face. Like, don't tell him he's trying so yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> you were torn about whether or not to correct him. I was but just you know, like, that was a Because I was smiling. Contract. But you know, it was very common. You tried. You tried. Uh, the the picture fell down, and like he saw, like it was like he undid it, and he saw. I mean, the the top of the head was ripped off, mm-hmm. but the guitar was there, and it was very clearly De La Cruz's guitar. And he was like, "Oh, my father's De La Cruz." And um, uh, anyway, so he goes to his, you know, uh, graveyard gravesite, and you know, has one of those huge. Uh, what do they call them? Uh. It's like a huge memorial thing, but it's like, what is it like? It's, he has his own. Um, wait, let me look it up. Not obelisk. Mausoleum. Mausoleum. That's it. Yeah, there you go. And uh, and he has guitar. He has his guitar is there. And it's like white and yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> With the skull. Oh, also the history of De La Cruz is that he died because. <laughs> He's performing at this concert and he's singing so beautifully that the dude who works in the backstage like leans on a lever and a bell drops and falls on his head. Honestly, 
It's very funny. It's I laughed so hard. But also, I was like, "Damn, was that like, was graphic." Died. I know. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna. It's gonna be like one of those joke things, like the end of Mean Girls when they get hit by a yeah. bus or something." But and no. I was like, "Nope, that's how he died." That like legit is very graphic. That's how he died. <laughs> um, but I love that when he get, when he sneaks in and grabs a guitar, like it's just that beautiful moment of when he again the colors in this movie are insane. Like, oh man, it's so beautiful when he just strums it and then the leaves. Like shine go and just move around them. Like, oh, this is such a beautiful dope moment. Yeah, because it's like nighttime. Yeah, so it's there's like all this blue and then those like marigolds. Mm. So good. And he realizes nobody mm. who's alive can see him, and he can see all of the ghosts. Yeah, it's immediate. I thought this sequence was so cool. Yeah. Like immediately, they're like, "We gotta get him," and then someone walks through him. Now I didn't know anything about the movie. I didn't see a trailer or anything, so I had no idea what was about to happen. It was so exciting to see that, having no understanding that he was about to be sucked into the land of the dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, because you're like, whoa, wait, what is this? What is this supernatural thing that's happening? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so dope. I, I loved how all the people who are dead, when they, when they saw that he could see them, were like so scared. <laughs> Yeah. It oh, like, that was so fun. Yeah, they're like, what? What? <laughs> like, ah! I, like they've seen a ghost. Yeah. yeah. It made, and I just think how brilliant that is for programming this for children because, like, you know, a bunch of talking skeletons can be, like, kind of a little bit scary. But if they're scared, then, you know, I feel like when you're a kid watching it, you're like, oh, like they're scared. Like, I don't have to be scared of them. You know what I mean? Because, like, he was the scary yeah. one to all of them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and then this supremely beautiful shot of him going across this bridge that is with all these flower, the flower petals that I guess are a part of this, you know, you know, celebration uh, that you lay them out so that the dead know where to go. And and it's just going (laughs) across to this incredibly beautiful land that's just shining. Oh, my God, the colors. And when you see, like, when you just... And I don't know if you guys had it before your movie, but before mine, they had that kind of like behind the scenes of the yeah. making of Coco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when they just yeah. talked about all the individual lights in the town they had to build, it was like 143 different like panels yeah. just to get the shot right. And I'm like, this is, yeah. first off, that is so detailed. But also, John, I'm with you. I wish I would have saw this in 3D. Could you imagine what that would have looked like yeah. in 3D? Because yeah. you could bridge? see like far away buildings yeah. right. too. Like there were like these tiny murky ones. I was like, dang. Yeah, that's so... And then also what I thought was really cool is that uh, this, I think as he's getting to this point, because he sees his family in the uh, world of living, they're like, come on, come with us. But we, we see Hector for the first time, and Hector is trying to cross over so he can get to the land of the living. Yeah. And the one thing I liked a lot is that uh, he doesn't get in because no one puts up his photo, and now we realize, at least for me, oh, that's what putting the paintings, that's what the grandma kept saying, like, oh, the paintings mean people remember you, you can come over. No one put up his painting, so he couldn't get over. So what he if, just runs. Yeah. He just runs. And the mere fact that my man just keeps sinking, I was like, oh, this is, a, this is the first moment I got sad. Because I didn't even know him yet. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know him. But my man is sinking. And everyone else is just literally, what they did is, they do how people in New York do. They had people around him, literally just looking at him and kept walking. Like at one point on his right yeah. side, there's like a couple or something. And she just, I don't know if she steps over him, but she just like literally just like, Keeps walking right over his arm, like, oh, this is. No one cares about this dude. Yeah. Yeah, and I, the second this character was introduced, not knowing where the movie is going, I was like, oh, he's so fun. I really hope we see him again. 
The different co- the costumes are so like him trying to be Frida is so funny. I laughed out loud every time he dressed up as Frida. He definitely <laughs> like, did. It, it was just because it was just so funny that he would like say like, "Yes, it's me, Frida." Uh-huh. I, th- like that. That was just so. Funny. But also, which is interesting to me too, though, and it took me a second. I, when he did that, I was like, in my mind, I was like, is he supposed to be Frida? And like, the girl behind, I'm going to keep references. This girl behind me goes, it's Frida. And I was like, <laughs> oh, snap. He is legit supposed to be the Frida. He's like, right? He's supposed to be like the famous Frida. Like, look at this. Yeah, I know. I was like, wait. Because uh, for a second when I saw that, I was like, wait, is this just like how they're going to act like Mexican women dress? And then he's like, no, no, no. It's specifically Frida. <laughs> yeah. Good. I was like, oh, um, except it's not. It's him. <laughs> yeah. And also this scene, my, my sister and I, we, we watched it together and like our family is immigrants and we were just like, ugh, all the customs and border stuff. Right. We were like, oh, this feels like it's ringing oh. true. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. I think especially my sister, she she like turned and she was like, God damn. Are you serious? Because <laughs> he's like, oh, you have to have someone on the other side. Yeah. Even Is that the thing? dad? <laughs> um, I mean, not that specifically, but it's like so impossible to oh, really? come legally if you don't have like. Someone who lives here in Kuvalsh. Exactly. Yeah. And oh, we don't wow. get work. No one's yeah, giving true. us <laughs> work. Right. Reason. Right. Yeah, I get that. That's damn. Wow. You're right. I didn't. Even, that's so true. I didn't even think about that. It's like. <laughs> Damn. Definitely extremely purposeful that they put that in there. Yeah, man. It's like, even in the land of the, de- <laughs> land of the dead, you can't get past Christ. God. I know. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm just going to try and like hop over anyway. And it's like, nope, that doesn't nope, work. Nope, that doesn't work. And you get dragged right back. And no <laughs> one helps. And no like one helps. drowning him. in marigolds. Uh, drowning in marigolds. Uh, I mean, but also the thing I love, too, though, is that, I mean, I guess we get there, like, once they, we cut after, like, um, Hector gets taken back. We cut to, I guess, the police station, and Miguel's great grandma's in there, and like she is legit screaming and breaking like the uh, computer because she's like, my family always puts up my photo. Yeah. This what she call it? This computer box or some whatever box is magic yeah. box is just wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I loved how aggressive they made her, but also I loved how smart she was instantly. She's like Miguel. What do you have to do with this? It was such a it was such a quick turn from like, oh, I'm happy to see you. Wait, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> it was like such a quick turn. I was like, oh man, this is such a real grandma. Yeah. Um, did, wait, did do you guys pre- like celebrate the Day of the Dead or uh, we we don't really? So I was talking about this with my sister because I think it's like one of those things that we left behind in Mexico. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, I was raised here. I was born and raised here. My sisters were like born uh, in Mexico, raised there f- for a while, and then moved here. Mm. Uh, and my sisters remember celebrating it in Mexico. Uh, I think specifically with like my dad's side of the family, like my okay. mom's side for some reason didn't really partake. Right. Uh, and I never really celebrated. I like knew what it was and we have like just like year round altars, but we don't right. have like a, we don't go to this, like we go to right. the cemetery on like people's birthdays right, right, right. and stuff. Um, on the dead people, not like on, right. oh, like, oh, like on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, but my sister does remember going and like, and a lot of what they showed felt right. Like, it's like, oh, you take bread uh, and you take, like, marigolds and you do all this, like, altar building at yeah. the cemetery. And it, it, there's not as much of that, like, mystical element, but it right. is like, oh, we're going to have a meal with them. Right, right. I, I really loved how they turned, like, the what, what, what clearly are parts of the celebration into this, like, like grander mythical story that's also updated for you know 2017 like the like this idea that uh <laughs> because he stole something 
from the dead. He was cursed. And the only way for him to get back is if one of his family blesses him, you know, gives them his blessing so that he could go back. And like he has to put the picture up so that she can get come over. And then and then we realize like Hector, like if the last if there's nobody left on the on you know in the land of the living to remember you, then you disappear from the land of the dead and go some somewhere else, even another place. Yeah. Like there was like so much like world building that obviously had a base in, you know, the real Mexican culture. Mm-hmm. But like it just made but they were able to establish it inside of this film, you know, cinematic world. And it was done so well. Like so easy to follow. Like yeah. so you're like, oh man, like, ooh, these stakes are super high, but they make sense. And like, you know, you're like, okay, like there's all these competing uh agendas. You know, you have Miguel, he wants he decides at this point, well, because <laughs> what's her name blesses him. He literally goes back and instantly takes. Oh my god! <laughs> instantly takes the guitar back. Yes. He's like, oh, uh, I'm ba- like I'm fine. Yes. And he grabs the guitar and, run, and then runs, and then he's right back there, and they're looking at him, and he's like, hold, he, like the guitar's not there in his hands anymore, but he's like his hands holding it like it still is, and then he's just like. Uh, uh, and then puts his hands. And they're like, "You didn't even wait two minutes." <laughs> no, he literally. It's so funny because he legit gets back, picks up the guitar instantly, and try. And it's funny because she did. She did hit him with the swindle. I bless you, but you can never play music yeah. again. I'm like, okay, grandma. Mm-hmm. All right. So then he decides. Well, what? Well, he doesn't even play it though. That was the thing about that. I thought was so funny that like he didn't even have to play. It was like the intention of playing is yeah. what brought him back. <laughs> also, it was so funny that he never left the room. Like in the land of the dead, in the, in the land of the dead, he just moved a couple of yeah. feet. Like he didn't even make it out the room. They didn't even have. It. Matter of fact, I think they had just turned around and he was already back. I'm like, oh, this is this is great. Oh my gosh, uh, that was so funny. And then like. So at this point, he's like, wait a minute. I know that De La Cruz is in my family. He'll understand. I'll just get his blessing, you know. And so immediately just runs away. Yeah. Uh, and then we see Hector. And the thing about Hector is, like, Hector was one of those characters. The moment I saw him in lockup, I was like, man, Hector's story is about to be so tragic when we figure out what it is. Because oh. I was like, it's something about this dude. Because I feel like anytime you have a movie, especially a kid's movie, and the character is... I'm not saying too funny, but if the character comes off at first too funny or too silly, clearly, like in these movies, they always make it like, oh, he's compensating or hiding from something. In the moment he was sitting in that, um, he wasn't in jail or anything, but when he was talking to the cop, and the cop had the box of all his other costumes that he normally uses, and the cop says, hey, I'm gonna let you go because I have to go see my family, <laughs> like, yeah. like in the land of the living. I just, they just showed his face and I was like, dude, this story is about to be so sad. It's going to be so yeah, sad. Yeah, because all you know is that no one put up an offering for him. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Like no one in the world bothered. Nope. And he kept mentioning, he kept saying like, I she, see. I have to see her, but I didn't know if it was, it was a wife. I thought it was his, I thought the whole time he was talking about his wife, mm-hmm. like, but you didn't know what it was, a wife, a girlfriend, whoever. He also uh, was, he also, it seemed like it has to be tonight. It was urgent and we didn't understand the urgency yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know why I'm really trying to know why I figured this out, but like right when he was like, "Okay, I'll help you. I'll help you uh, if you put up my photo, then I'll help you get to De La Cruz so that mm-hmm. you can get a blessing. And then when you get back, you have to put up my photo so that I can cross over." 
And like when that like exchange happened, I was like, I know the ending of this. Movie. Oh, did you? I, I was no, I was nowhere near. I don't know why. I, I, there was a, there was one part of it that I definitely didn't know, but I, I was like, I, I don't know. I just figured it out then. Bro, I was no, I was nowhere near. Like, I, I think, I think it's one of those movies where it was like one of the first times I actually just was like, it made, it's probably them damn kids, man. I was just in it. I didn't think about, I didn't think of any of the movie critique type stuff. Until the movie was over. The only thing I thought in my head watching this movie is, fuck Princess and the Frog. Like, legit. <laughs> that's the only thought I had watching this entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I knew that he was, like, I was like, oh, he's definitely important. Uh, and part of me, my brain, I know that he had a dad that was alive. But for a second, I was like, this is his dad. And then I was like, this is not his dad. He's, his dad is alive. Right. Um, right. Also, I thought, like, yeah. the only tricky part that I didn't like is that the body in the picture looks We'll get there, whatever. But the, the only problem I have is the body in the picture. The body in the picture, I'm like, all right, Pixar, we're pushing it with this one because this. Oh, funny. Because that that body didn't look like it yeah, was even Yeah, that body's comparable. too wide. That, That's too wide a body. Like this ain't right. Like this body ain't right, man. Like this that body. chest. He got too much of a chest. Yeah, it's bro. His shoulders too big. Like, come on, man. Don't play me like um, this. I did chalk up the yeah, shoulders I, to like the costume. I went back oh, and true, forth. True. I went back and forth through every possible outcome just because of like, because of all of that stuff, because it was like, oh, well, the body's a little different. Oh, well, he does have the guitar. Wasn't he singing? Remember me? Like, I was like going through like all the different things, <laughs> all the different things. Man, that thing, I was like, this body, I don't know. But I will say the one thing I did like is that uh, as Hector and Miguel are like, uh, Hector puts, uh, what's it, what's it, what's the kind of skull is it? It's, um... The sugar skulls? Sugar skulls. When he puts the sugar skull makeup on. Makeup, that was the coolest I thought it was part so cool. to connect that paint to him like hiding in the land of the yeah. shed so that people like weren't freaked out by him. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's so cool. Like to get that paint on. All the while while Miguel is turning into a skull himself. And I thought how they did this low key was kind of creepy, but also still so elegant because even when his skin started to become opaque, you still saw you still saw the skin. Like it was just the skin was still there, but the bone was there. But it was just like, yeah. oh, this is such a cool looking shot or yeah. design. And they and they and they they just allowed it to happen throughout the movie without him like without it like making it a big deal. Like it wasn't like oh no, and then like yeah, he yeah. like looks at his arm and then we see it like yeah, it was like very gradual. I think there was like one moment when he like. Pulls up his shirt a little bit because he's like, "No, this is really urgent now." Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, "Oh, my belly's safe." Yeah, yeah. yeah. He pulls um, up his shirt. It's like, oh, and, then, and I think someone like, else notices him. Like, that's the kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also the thing I, I thought was cool is that when I'm trying, I, I may be out of this. Correct me. When they, uh, when Hector and Miguel go on the the train, like the train through the towns, so you get to see like everything, and then Hector mm-hmm. takes Hector takes. Um, Miguel, I guess, back to his home of, uh, was it the Forgotten? Or what did they call it? Like, I forget what they called it, but yeah, it's like all the people who have no one. Yeah, and he's like, and, and basically what Miguel picks up is, is that everyone calls each other cousin. He's like, oh, are you related to everyone? And he's like, no, no one has people who remember them, so we all just you know, call each other family. And I thought it was such a cool moment, and he goes to the older guy. And I guess not, this is to me is when we notice how important it was for Hector to get this photo up. Yeah. is when he goes to the guy to get the guitar, because in order to get to... No, I'm skipping. I'm skipping. No, no, you're no, right. no. I'm skipping. I'm skipping. No, when he meets. no, no, no. He he sees Frida before this, right? 
that's how he knows to get the guitar. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, he sees Frida and wins the competition before this, right? Doesn't he also No, he doesn't win the competition. No, he doesn't win the competition. He needs the guitar first. Sorry, I skipped. I know I skipped. He sees Frida first. You're right. He does go see Frida. He sees Frida first. Because he thinks that that's where De La Cruz is going to rehearse, and De La Cruz isn't rehearsing. He's like, Frida's like, he never rehearses. Yeah, but then we low-key get a little bit of like what Hector's life is about, because it's like they all refer to him as a musician. And he's like, oh, yeah, but they make fun of him in a they way. They call him Teresa. <laughs> yes, because they, they're like, you died of, was it food poisoning? Yeah. Yeah, he, they, they're like, you died because you choked on a chorizo. He's like, I did a choke. It was food poisoning. And <laughs> just like, oh, no, it's even worse. Yeah, that's so dumb. <laughs> oh. That part was, I was like, oh, my goodness, he died because of food poisoning? Yeah, and, and then, like, Miguel also is like, oh, I, I don't completely trust you anymore because he's like, you knew that this would be where they would be holding rehearsals, but you didn't know him well enough to know that he wouldn't be here for his own rehearsal. Yeah. That like Del right. Cruz wouldn't be there. Because he like because he made like they were friends, and he's like, "You're not friends. You're like." And then, and I think that's when he shows him the stomach. Because mm-hmm. then he runs away at one point. But the one thing I was getting, at, I love when they get to the older guy, and the older guy almost puts up a fight, but then it's like, "Just play me something." So now we know Hector is like a guitarist. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, when I that's uh, when uh, like that's when my inkling of like I think I know what's happening when that happened I was like 100% I was like 100% yes because I was like if he he's helping this kid and he knows I was like and he's a great musician too that's too big of a coincidence I was like Mm. he's a great musician and he's like he needs somebody to put up his photo I was like he probably he uh he probably you know played blah 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 and then like he wanted to get home, but then he died eating this chorizo. And it was like, it's tragic, but like that's what makes him not a supervillain because we have to care about him now. And I was like, because he just he wanted to get back home, but he died with this chorizo. So the only thing that I didn't know was, I didn't uh, know it was going to be murder. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that came out of nowhere. Yeah. I, I was like, like oh, this snap. This is a kid's I know. <laughs> but like, that was like, whoa. I know. But also, I love when, when the older guy, like, I guess, is yeah. officially forgotten. How still how elegant and beautiful yeah. it looked. Yeah, he's like in his hammock. Yeah, and like he lights up in certain parts and then like lit. I was like, this is just, be- this whole situation is beautiful, man. And then we hear about what happens when wow. you are forgotten. I also, just because of you talking about the customs things makes me think of about this in a deeper way too. What? Like this shanty town mm. of like people who are forgotten. Like oh, it's yeah. like legit, we just forget about the people who are, you know, who are homeless, like, they either, yeah. like, you know, so many of, like, the homeless youth in New York are, like, people who've run away from their families, like, part of the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. and, like, and, like, yeah, it's just, like, you have a community that has to stick together because the rest of society has forgotten them. Yeah, and also, this movie doesn't touch, touch on, like, migration or anything, but mm-hmm. I, I think, especially in that scene or in that town, I was, like, oh... Uh, like when families, like if, if you have a migrant family, it's like, oh, usually the dad or the parents or something are in the U.S. and everyone else is in Mexico. Right. Mm. It's like, oh, you just have memories depending on what happens. Right. Yeah. It's like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if that's their intention, but oh, boy. That thing was, oh. That's deep. Uh, got layers, baby. I know. You got layers to this film. Also, once, I just want to point out um, the great grandma's, her... What's it called? Her guide? Her spirit? Her, oh, my god! What's it called? A spirit, her spirit guide? Her spirit guide also was the scariest thing of all time. It was like a big tiger, yeah. dragon. I really, I really appreciated. 
I really appreciated the way that they um, managed to get that in. Like, uh, like it was so cool that they had like a big scary monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that thing was huge, but it also became so gentle. Like at the end, I was like, oh, yeah. it was like the perfect spirit guide for that grandma because it was oh, yeah. like this regal, beautiful mm-hmm. animal, but also so scary. Uh, but and also just, so nice at certain points. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is that grandma yeah. exactly to a T. And also, I did like when they when they finally get to when they finally get to uh, the the contest because basically the whole thing is they learn from um, they learn that in order to get to De La Cruz, um, he has a contest and whoever wins the contest gets to perform on his um, sunrise concert. So they get there and like you see all the different um, con- I mean the contestants and. Now Miguel is freaking out, and he tells Hector that he's never performed in front of people ever, ever. And again, there's so many subtle things. Like, Hector immediately says, what? Are you crazy? Let me just do this for you. And then Miguel has this speech of, like, I can do it. I got it. And uh, Hector takes a beat. Take, literally, he takes, like, a quick second, thinks about it, and it's like, all right, let's loosen up. And again, if this was one of those other movies, man, like, Hector would have somehow, like, sabotaged it thinking he was helping. Like, he would have. Like, it would have been, I thought I was trying to help you out, and then ruined it, and then they would have fought. But, like, he has him. James, do you? I'm not going to have James do it again. But, like, literally, <laughs> as they get loose and shake everything out, I was like, oh, this is such a genuinely great moment to have right now. What is the call? Like, what is it when he has him yell? Like, what does he call that? Like, he calls it a grito. What does that mean? Uh, it means, like, cry. Like, a, like uh, a cry. Uh, which was interesting too, because like I think there's two different in my head, two different not meanings for it, but there's like one the like musical mm-hmm. thing of like when someone is so moved that they have to like holler basically, yeah. uh, and then the other is also like just like Mexico uh, on Mexico's Independence Day they do a, a shout. It's the same thing, oh, really. Basically, uh, I mean it's not the same thing, but they call it by the same name. Uh, and it's like, except you shout Layers. all the generals who died. Layers. I mean, I, I, I mean, I love when they did that, and then he had to go on stage, and he was still nervous, but he did, he did his shout or his cry, and I was like, yeah, bruh. It was so cute. I was like, yeah, bruh. And then even when Hector came out and started helping him with the performance, I was like, this, like this is just a cool moment. And then what you really, you know, once we get to the, the plot twist at the end, it made that moment even better because it's like, oh man. Also, that song was awesome. Yeah, it was. It that was. Song, yes, it, so it, fun. It really was the best song, by the way. <laughs> it was. I love it because I love I love that little moment of like Hector being like, where he's like, I'm going to sing Remember Remember Me. He's like, oh my God, everybody's thing. He's like, he's like, no, don't sing that. Sing another one. And he cuts he's it like, everybody why? Else? It's his most popular song. Yeah, it's too popular. And they're all, <laughs> all these different people are singing it. Yeah, I loved that baby montage of just like everyone who's doing a rendition yeah. of it. Because I was like, oh yeah, like there are Songs that are so played. Yep. Yeah. It kind of made me think a little bit about Selena. And like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like we know, like everybody in America like knows the her famous like song that's like mm-hmm. sung mostly in English, but like nobody listens to all the Spanish ones that are better. Yeah. yeah. I, no, you never know. <laughs> it also made me think of, um, I used to watch uh, American Idol back in the day, and there was a point where Disney musicals, became really popular so mm-hmm. they had a montage of everyone singing a whole new world <laughs> and i <laughs> kept thinking in my head yeah this is just like when people are on these contests and they just sing the song that they learned from their youth or something like that yeah uh wait we gotta hurry up wait uh okay i just want to skip to one part i just want to skip to when they get to daylight cruise is that mm-hmm. cool because because when they finally get to because basically yeah, right that- after this right 
Yeah, they sing and you know, he does really well, but the but the grandma and the uh, that big cat. Yeah, the big cat <laughs> chase him away. Chase the you know, this so they run. So, oh wait, no. The uh the biggest thing that happens though is that um Hector realizes like, wait a minute, you have other family here? You said that De La Cruz was your only family. And he was like, yeah, but they don't understand. Like, like they, they want me to go back and not play music. Like, and, and he's like, no, forget it. Like you, this is, this is a, like mm-hmm. my life is on the line. You mm-hmm. know, I'm going to be forgotten. You need to go back. Like, just go with your family. Take and he's like, home. see, you don't care about me. You're just like them. You don't care about me. You only care about yourself. And so he like runs away and, you know, Hector kind of like feels bad. And so, he runs and he decides to go to De La Cruz's place himself. Yeah. And I love that, like, when they get to De La Cruz, so, like, Miguel sneaks in with the band who won, and then Hector comes yeah. in dressed like Frida. Because <laughs> 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 dressed like Frida. And the thing that's so cool about this, too, is at this point, De La Cruz, I mean, how Miguel gets his attention, he does, like, he seizes his moment, which is another... Oh, the same thing. He sees, like, it's from the movie that he keeps watching over and over again, and he's like, he's like, yeah, listen to your song, like, you know. Yeah. And he plays <laughs> He's in front like, of right, everybody. Gotta play. But the, but the thing that I thought was really cool is that once he gets up there and plays and, and he falls into the water by accident, De La Cruz saves him. And when De La Cruz finds out that he's his great-grandson, the amount of joy on this old man's face, even though it's a skull, like, he, he does the thing that I... I I mean, I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't really close. To my grandfather. I mean, sorry, my grandma. But like, I would imagine that's what your grandparents would do. Is like take you around and just like show you off to everybody. Like he legit showed them off. They did a, the dimple thing. He did a dimple thing to a bunch of people. Yeah. I was like, this and is look, dimple, no dimple. Mm. Yeah. I was like, that is like to me. That's that's what the that's I what the grandparents great, great should do. Grandson had him on his shoulders. It's so funny because I because I thought what. I thought I knew what the ending was. And then there was this point that was happening because I thought like De La Cruz was just going to be a bad guy. And and so when he was like so happy to see him and like in all of this stuff, I because I thought what would happen was he would go to De La Cruz and De La Cruz would be like, yo, I don't know you. Like, you're not mm-hmm. my great Like, get out of here. And like, but instead he was like welcoming and like showed yeah. him off and all this yeah. stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe, oh, maybe I was wrong. I don't know. Oh. Like, oh, he's so nice. Like, I thought he would like not be nice. Uh, which happened a lot in this movie where you yeah. think somebody's not going to be nice and then they kind of are. Super nice. Um, and yeah, and like all this stuff happens. But then Hector. Hector comes in. Then Hector comes Yo, when, th- again, John, you knew, bruh, I didn't know. Like when Hector <laughs> came in, I knew they were going to be like, I figured they were going to be partners. So when Hector comes in, you figure out that like they were partners. Right. And De La Cruz stole all the music from um, Hector, which I was like, I kind of I kind of felt that was coming. Right, which which felt mitigated though, because I was like, well, I was like, you died. It's like it's like you died. He took your songs because he still wanted to sing. Like it's kind of messed up that he never told anybody that you wrote the songs. But like it didn't feel like outright. Like I stole your songs and then like killed you <laughs> until <Right>. until, <laughs> until they that's what it until is. they told the story. And I'm like, because the thing is, the whole crazy <laughs> part is they show my man died like they show my man get poisoned i was like wait he just died on the street like that and they learned yeah. that this is how he died because uh miguel is like oh this reminds me of this movie that is an ernesto movie yes uh and it's like wait you also he, you murdered him and then you put it in a movie yeah, you put uh, that. yeah. 
Uh, I mean, hey, you write what you know. You yeah. know what I mean? No, Hector didn't know. No, about like you write what you know. You know what I mean? Like that's a great story. And I would put that in a movie too. Poor yeah. Hector. Poor Hector was just trying to get back to his wife and his daughter. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, Dela Cruz, such a scumbag. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, and then like yeah. the the way he turned seizure moment on him, it was just like ugh. Uh. Oh my god! And then, and then when he does, and then when he like they 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 take Hector out, and he has what like he has the uh like he's about to bless uh, Miguel, and he's like, you know, my legacy really matters to me. And then he doesn't, he doesn't bless him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and still thinking that it's his great grandson. Yes. Like you still think that this is your family, and you're like, no, no. Like and he's like right. he gave us he said he said but he but Hector was my best friend. You're like you think I care mm-hmm. about any of that? Yes, like, and he oh. gives a reason. He gives a reason. Uh, he said, "Oh, you thought you were different." <laughs> oh my Wait, goodness. Which which and this is the moment when Miguel learns like, okay, like getting like maybe not everything is least like uh, not important. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe music isn't more important than everything, you know. There are certain things that's like, whoa, you have no honor or respect. Like, you don't care about family. You don't care about your best friend. Like, you only care about yourself and your legacy. Like, I don't want it. I don't think I want it this bad, you know. Yeah. It's crazy because it's funny because he told De La Cruz, like, oh, he was like, oh, and you left your family. And, like, he was like, yeah. <laughs> He so said, like he left his family. He really did. Like it wasn't a. You know what I mean? Like, and he said he, he wouldn't do anything different. He, he def- wouldn't do. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't. He's like, if if I did it again, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm like, you know what? I I do think that I just read this article recently, and it was about how men, uh, black men in particular, feel like. I guess the article was like just saying how nowadays black men feel like they have to have their life in order before they can get married and have kids, mm-hmm. or if they don't, usually a lot of them like will leave the family. So while watching this movie, I'm like, it is that thought of. Uh, I can't succeed if I have any type of baggage, which I don't think is necessarily right. true, you know? And I, I used to be at that mindset. So, like, watching, seeing both avenues of, like, what happened to Hector, wanting to give it all up for family, and then seeing De La Cruz, who was like, bruh, I will screw over everybody to make it to the top. Yeah. And then seeing Miguel, who probably, if there was a sequel, would probably land in the middle. Yeah. Like, he probably would, like, have a family, but still do what he needs to do to get the dream going. I'm like, right. That's a that's a solid story to say to somebody, you know. I they made they they've been making this film for six years. Like it took him six years to make it. Like they start they started with the idea like in 2010. Uh, but how <laughs> how relevant is it that you have this icon that this whole world adored, and then you find out he has like a very dark, disturbing past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like people have to come to reckon with it. I was just like, oh, this is extremely relevant. <laughs> this is every this is every situation in Hollywood. Beware right your now. idols and like yeah. how much like I'll know. say this. I yeah. did, I was like, I didn't catch on to everything, but I did start to feel weird after a while thinking about like the fact that De La Cruz was just there playing his songs and not like he was he but he wasn't in the land of the living. He was just like in the land of the dead. And we had we had an understanding that he was there the whole time. And I was like, okay, I I know that the story is that like his family, like if it, we're we're supposed to think that he is um, uh, you know, related. He we we're supposed to think that he is Miguel's grandfather, so of course he's still there because they didn't put his picture up. But remembering that Frida's like my my pictures on everyone's blah 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 blah. Like, of course I'm I'm gonna go through. 
Like you would think that he would at least go to the land of the living for for a little bit. I mean, right? Like there had to be some people who was on the other side who wanted him. I think De La Cruz is like living as a legend. You know, I think like I mean, he had a stadium. His house was on the yeah. highest building. He had his movies streaming on. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like I yeah. felt like, oh yeah, like that feels a little fishy. That feels a little. Oh, that made mm-hmm. you think he was. Oh fishy. right. Yes. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Why wouldn't he want to go? Yeah. Also, he threw his living, his alive <laughs> oh. great grandson, oh, down a dark hole into water, oh, bro. Like the, he ain't Miguel wasn't dead. Like my man. Threw him through like, what is it, like a 30-foot hole? Yeah, he's trying to kill him. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? And then also we get to the realization that, which is my favorite part. I love when Hector and Miguel realized they were related. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the best. And they started doing like their cries together. I'm like, this is, this is great. I don't understand how to get out of the hole yet. Oh, never mind, I do. Yeah. Sorry. Immediately when he fell out of the hole, I knew great. exactly how he was getting out of that hole. <laughs> like, I just love that they were related. For some reason, I just really liked that they were related. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this is so dope. And because the thing is, it made it so cool that like Hector, who had no, I feel like I liked it more for Hector, not necessarily Miguel, because Hector at this point had no family. So to realize he actually was with his like great grandson yeah. the entire time, that was like so dope. Yeah, that was beautiful. It was, man. Okay, this, this is when yeah. I started. So, so let's just know, I was off and on crying this entire movie. So like this right here was the point where I started. Like yeah. this moment when they did the cry together and he, Miguel says, Hector says something like, I have a grandson or something like that. And you, like, guys, I was in it. I was in it. From that moment on, I was officially in it. And then when the dumb dog showed up, I love the dumb dog, too. I was like, I didn't like you until right now, but I like everything in it. We're, we're down. You got to pass. I didn't like you until right I, now. I didn't. I, I liked, didn't. Yeah. I didn't like the dog until the moment when the dog starts uh, changing, and but he, like, starts biting his uh, his dumb arm dog. as if to try to stop the change from The that. dumb dog. Like, the dog doesn't quite understand that he's a mythical creature, and he's, like, trying to stop himself from becoming uh, uh, Neon. That was so silly. That was so silly. Also, the, the interaction between um, the great-grandma and Hector I thought was great. Well, I was happy she yes. wasn't. I was happy she wasn't immediately forgiving, but also not immediately being. Again, this movie was very subtle. Like again, she could have been so cold to him at first, but then she hit you with that line that you guys were talking about earlier of like, uh, "What is it?" Um, Something along the lines of like, "You don't have to forgive." I don't, yeah, mm-hmm. you don't have to forgive, oh. but you can never forget. Something like that. Yeah. And I was like, "That was yes. that's such a real line," you know. But also, I mean, she's that was him for great. so many years. <laughs> and every time she would, like, be snippy with him, like, of, like, you know, like, oh, hello, I don't love you. I, don't, I, lo- I thought that was so funny. Well, yeah, when she's, like, the love of my life, I'm the love of your life? I don't know right now. I'm still mad at you. <laughs> I'm still, <laughs> still figuring it out. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> that line was so good. So good. <laughs> And then what happens after that? Uh, oh, they go to so Dela- they go yeah they go to De La Cruz is like you know performance and they see him backstage and then they, they have like this fight like all the family like fights with the security guards it's really funny uh, and she has her moment and she has her moment yeah. of singing <laughs> yeah yeah man because she told the she told the also this is something I thought was messed up for Miguel she told Miguel at one point that I she sang music. in an alley mm-hmm. and then he literally listened to it. And then, like, he gave no fucks and left. He's like, so why are you trying to ruin my dreams? And then he, like, just ran away. I was like, oh, man, she opened up to you, bro. You just going? Mm-hmm. And that's also the only song in Spanish in the movie. 
Yes, you're right. Because my sister and I were like, whoa. You're right. Because <laughs> uh, it's, like, it, it's also like an iconic historic song. Is it? Oh, is it? Yeah. I was wondering because it had no subtitles. Like, oh, this is, this is supposed to be something people know. Mm-hmm. But I, like the fact that there was no subtitles, like this is something that they're assuming people know. Yeah. It's like about a woman who like loses her child or something. Oh, really? It's really uh, sad. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I figured it was something It's deep. so good. But I was like, oh. Yeah, but when she gets to sing, and like, what? That's cool. And like, and if you were coming, and Hector goes, sing. And like, <laughs> I know, I love what he says, sing. sing. I'm like, that makes no. It was the one time in the movie, like, I think the only time in the movie where I was like, it makes no sense. Why would she start singing? But then, but to distract, she, to distract. But it was great. She starts singing. <laughs> no, we wanted her to sing. Of course, we wanted her to we, sing. I'd we say, heard that she could sing. And we knew that they sang yeah, together, sing. and then she was there, uh, and then stopped talking. All the, like, yes, it was great. Uh, no, in front of all those oh people, and then she starts singing. Okay, it was. Right, <laughs> and then he's in the back. He's uh, in the back. Play, he's playing the guitar for her. And then okay. you're like, and then you're like, we know they did. They used to do this when they were alive, and Why they were your in voice? love. Uh, and then, and then, and then and it's like so nice. Stop but then it. Della Cruz, and then Della uh, Cruz comes in and he grabs her. And then that, then you're like, oh no. Then you don't like this. And then this was uh, another pair. Okay, so we were talking her. about how this paralleled Hollywood. Now, yeah, this I was another like very clear. It was like this is a man abusing his power in front of a woman, and we're all watching it and kind, and everyone's kind of cheering along as if like they're like, yeah, we want to see this. And, like, we know that there's an interplay because we've seen the backdrop of this story. But the audience doesn't know that there's an interplay here of, like, that this is a man abusing his power over a woman. I thought that that was an interesting... um, It's so funny. I thought the same thing. I was like, yo, the moment he, like, lifts her up at one point, I was like, yo, this is so creepy. But I thought De La Cruz was a really good villain because throughout all of this, he was still so charming to, like, Mm -hmm. everyone watching. And even you could tell he's being kind of aggressive to her. It was still in a way where, like, it was almost a wink every time he did something. Like, anytime she got really close and he pulled her away, it was almost like he winked at her and winked at the crowd. Like, oh, this is a, yeah, this is Hollywood. Like, this is the disgusting part of Hollywood, <laughs> man. Damn, that's real. Layers, son. Layers. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we get to the end. Yeah. Well, yeah. he tries to kill him. Yo. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. so good. This scene is so good. And like, you know, like we've we've seen this a hundred times. Oh, there's a camera nearby. Oh, we can record it. Oh, we can show it to the world. But it was just like, we want to see him get his comeuppance. Yeah. And we want it to be, we want it to be just like this. I, I mean, I thought he was going to do something. I think he was going to throw him over the freaking side of the, the, like he's falling forever and ever. Like that was like. So intense and so evil. Um, hey, low key, I thought he was going to die. Like, once the dog messed up, I was like, oh, the dog's going to come save him. And I was like, oh, man, he might be hurt for a little bit. But I forgot about the dragon thing. You got to remember the cat. Mm-hmm. I forgot the cat. I, I honestly forgot all about that cat. First of all, I was like, when the dog was going, I was like, yo, where the cat at, though? Like, I was like, why uh, is the dog going? I, I, I was like, yeah. this dog can't carry anything. The dog flew for the first time. 15 minutes ago, like he's not going to be able to fly and carry this little boy who's falling at such speeds down the side of this thing. I was like, what did this dog think he was? I mean, I appreciated it, but you ain't know you could fly until, I mean, come on, bro. That's the point. I forgot all about that dog. (laughs) Man, but I will say that it's it's interesting because like after this happened and, you know, everyone turns on, um, like I still like that the two grandparents 
weren't officially back together yet. Because, yeah. of course, Hector's dying. Um, <laughs> but he gets to go back home. But they, but they are like, he's like, no, man, you need to go back. Like, don't, don't worry about me. We're both running out of time. We just need to get you back, which, you know, sacrifice always, you know. Yeah, and he lost the photo, too. Yeah, lost yeah. the photo, you know. And then, like, but then his great-great-grandmother is like, no, there are no stipulations. Just go back, you know. And you're like, oh, so loving. And then he goes back. And he runs to Coco, and he's like, you got to remember, Coco, you got to remember. And then the and family's trying to like, stop him. And they're like, what are you doing? And they like grab. her. And yeah. they're like, it's, it's like, like, stop, like, she's dying. But then you see her start moving. And, and, then, and then, yeah, he's like, oh, I was remember. done. I was oh, done at this point, too. And then he starts singing Remember Me. Because oh, we learned that Hector wrote the song Remember Me for Coco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So He's we like, get I didn't sin. mean for it to be for the world. I didn't mean for, for it to be for the world. It was for her. This part, Woo! this part had me Bro, I was on done. so many I levels because not only was I like really feeling for like him tr- fighting for this connection, but I was also, and this is kind of dumb, but I was also like, he just went through something extremely supernatural. And now his family is watching him say to his great-grandmother, like, that your dad, who they have no idea who he is, like, your dad wrote this for you. And he's, like, telling this, saying this thing that's, like, oh, there, how could he ever know this? Where is this even, where is this even coming from? Right. Like, it's such a miraculous moment. I, 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 I had felt so many feelings at this point. Yeah, and also, I just love the fact that, like, again, yeah, and we knew, we knew it was going to happen. But when um, Coco started singing as well, I was done. I was done. I put my hood on. I was like, I ain't going to have these little kids see me in here crying. <laughs> mm-hmm. I legit had one of those moments where I was like, yo, when Coco started singing and then you cut back to like um, his grandmother and his grandmother started crying too. And I was like, oh, I, what's happening? Guys, I couldn't handle it. I still thinking about it right now. I can't handle it. That's crazy. I know. And the thing is, the whole basically what it said too is like, to me, is that the whole movie, they always showed her very like, you know, she didn't talk much. She was like kind of there, but just not really there. But when she started singing and talking about her dad, I mean, she was moving around. Like she was like, her life was back. It because we saw her periodically through the movie be like, Papa. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and is you're he like, back? oh man. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he back? I was like, uh, Papa. Because she she's like clearly lost a lot of her memory. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, like the, she would mistake other people's names for one another's, mm. and then that one. She, Oh gosh. And then she goes like into the drawer. Memory. She has the photo. Such a love for her father who she hadn't seen for probably like 40, 50 six, years. 60. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has a photo of him that was like missing. Mm-hmm. Again, this is the only problem I ha- the only problem I have with this movie was the fact that that Hector okay. Hector and De La No, but seriously, Hector and De La Cruz's bodies were so dramatically different. The fact that you expect me to believe that you Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Like, yeah, even when she put the head there, I was like, I get it. The costumes were different. But the body on Hector <laughs> was so small. 
that there's nothing he could have. You know, maybe he, maybe back in the no, day. No, John, a no, John. No, no, no. Nothing about that costume makes sense. That's the only problem I have with the movie. But other than else, yeah. Know. And and we saw in the flashback that my man had a little bird chest. Exactly. Like he always had a. Even in the flashback when he left, he had a little bird chest. So why, hey man, why? In, hey man, why? what? Hey, hey, what's wrong with a bird chest? Hey, why, hey, hey, shut up, John. You know I got a bird chest. You know I'm not crapping on bird chests. We all got. I mean, like, not Gerard Ryan. All right, all right, let's chill. What I'm saying is, how my man, how my man get real buff out of nowhere. But I will say this: I love that that part happened. And again, I honestly, this sucks. But I kind of was happy that it wasn't like Coco lived much longer. Like we realized that she did pass away, but it was like her. Like Hector, the great grandma, just like all happy together again, walking over to the land of the living. It yeah. was so dope. Oh. Yeah, the one year later. I mean, that's actually I like like the Coco thing was happening, but then for some reason it was the one year later when all the family was there and the dead were there, and there was just like, and then they were all like singing. I was like, ah, yeah, <laughs> they get to listen to music yeah. and be a family. Yeah, I think the minute that it said one year later, I started crying more because I was like, Coco's dead. Yeah, I knew <laughs> yeah, Coco, was, Coco was dead. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. And and we, and we like know what's gonna happen too, but like just like, but it's still. I, Pixar, they are master manipulators because it's like even though we feel it happening, like just the second they put the the picture up on the uh, Frenda, mm-hmm. yeah, that's her. Um, the second <laughs> they put the picture up, it was I just like my wrong. heart. Is he wrong? Is he wrong? Uh, I, I think, my heart. I think it was basically. I think I don't, I don't know if I heard the L, but that's fine. Oh, he was close. <laughs> I will say this: the one. Thing oh, I re- okay, yeah, the, you're right. The one thing I really <laughs> did love though is the fact that um, at the end of the movie, before we know that the grandma and um, Coco are there. Hector goes back through um, customs, mm-hmm. and the woman looks at him like, oh, are we doing this again, Hector? Yeah. And he's nervous, and he has that moment where his face is there, but it's there with the family, yeah. and it's like, we did it! Yeah, because presumably he doesn't know that they had the other half of the photo, yeah. right? He yeah. didn't know. He's just he didn't trying. know. He didn't know at You're all. You're right. He doesn't know that he's going to really be able to get back or not. He didn't know. But before before we end, can I, can I talk to Hollywood for a second? I mean, this one might hurt. This one hurts a little okay. bit. Because I just want to... Just tell Hollywood, can y'all, can y'all just do me a favor? Can y'all just redo Princess and the Frog? Can y'all... I, I don't even understand what happened. Like, I, I honestly, the more and more I watch it, I don't understand what went wrong. I, it almost feels like I understand that in America there's this, 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 this history of black and white and, t- and, and the tension that exists between those two races and cultures. And Did y'all make that movie purposely to spite people? Like, I just don't understand. Did you, did you want to get everyone's hopes up of having, like, the first black princess honestly out of 40 50 years of your existence and you kind of i mean much longer right but like (laughs) but you but you did it and you disrespected the music when you did it like you you didn't put the time and patience in that when i look at a movie like coco when i look at a movie like moana i I understand that there there is a way that people can care there is a way to like fact check there is a way to like culturally like check to make sure what you're doing is right and you didn't do that for that movie so to, to, to me, to an extent, we still, like, I don't have a movie that I could give to, like, my little cousins or, like, my future kids to say, yo, look, look at this dope, like, Disney or Pixar movie that really shows and educates people on what our culture is really about. Mm-hmm. No, you decided to make a movie to, 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 to show a black woman who, honestly, which I understand people work. She was a maid. At the end of the day, which is no disrespect to maids, but, like, that's what you, 
that's how you made us relatable to people? You made you made her a maid? Also, you didn't even trust a black person to help compose the music? Like, like is that what you really think that we're really about? But when I look at these, these advances that you've made, at least in the last two years, and I'm not saying Pixar is the best, but I'm saying you have taken characters that haven't... And this is the thing. Not only the story, but the cast. Because Pixar is normally known to have a predominantly white voice cast. These last two years, you guys have not done that. So please, at some point, just try... Try to try to give us something. Like, give me some justice where maybe, you know, if the, the voice cast is five speaking roles, can I get four that are black? Maybe can I get three? Can I can I get a movie that when you actually make it that you actually fact check the culture and make sure the costumes, the rendering looks right? I mean, you had the prince. You had the prince and Princess and the Frog. I don't know what race he was. Was he supposed to be a black man? I don't know. He didn't look black. I don't know what was happening. Please do us right. Give us something, please. Help. Give us, like, find an agent, you know? If you don't want to give him full writing credit, if you don't want to give him full directing credit, team him up with somebody who can get this job done, y'all. Hollywood, be better. Be better for our kids. Be better for the generations to come. Because we deserve to have a little something. Maybe too late for me now. But for some, you know, for the, for the second generation. The generation Y. Y generation. All right, I'm done. We've been okay. talking about this movie. Hey, I know. I I mean, I know um, that we're talking about Coco right now. Yeah, good movie. But, so like, so like, while I was watching it, because I was really immersed in it, like really like deeply immersed um, in this movie and like in 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 sort of experiencing this new thing. Yeah. But there was a part. There was a part in it that like got me thinking um, very heavily about. So like, so remember like De La Cruz, like, like when we, when we went through the history of De La Cruz and we like, we like learned all kinds of different stuff about him, like that he like, he could, he played music and the music was like transcendent. Like, you know, like it was, he was the best musician in the world, you know, like Mm -hmm. music, music could compel people to do anything music, but music also, he was able to fly with the music. You guys remember that part? He could fly. Uh, yeah, it was like. Did he fly with the music? It, no, like it was. You guys a remember, movie. like, yeah, um, in no. A movie. Remember he was. He remember he he played the yes. music and then he and then he, he said could, he could fly, fly but it, with, but we knew that he couldn't actually so like, fly. There was strings. no. So like that's a make no because like so like he had like he was like a superhero. No. And so you know how like remember when remember when when Will Smith made Hancock he was like in order to do a sequel. There's all kinds of different characters Wait, in the what? Hancock universe. This is bad. all kinds of different characters in, in the Hancock universe. This is bad. so like maybe Dela Cruz, maybe maybe Dela Cruz playing the music, maybe him flying, maybe that's another character Do you in, even the, believe in the Hancock saying? universe. Do you and believe so? Like this? no, because no, because so, so like so we got so now we putting together a team because we got Hancock right. And then we got uh, JB Smooth from. Um, Wait, what? How does JB Smooth get? Was that movie we just watched? Because remember, he's in the Hancock universe. We talked about that before. So JB Smooth is what? in the Hancock universe. Are you saying? And Hancock? then we got John. We John, got Dela no, Cruz. John, in the, and so John. now this is like the Hancock Justice John. League. How? It's like Hancock, JB Smooth. What? Right? Then we got Dela Cruz. How is JB Smooth? We put them all together. It's like a team up. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember I don't that know. at all. I don't remember that at all. I don't remember. We were just talking about Why, it. Jamie? We were just talking. What? I know, oh but my I. God. I. All right. <laughs> so all right. now it's a team all right. up. All right. James, all right. James, you're done. Okay. I'm sorry. You're you guys done. get it? It's a team up. Yeah, James, I, you're done. Sure, John, whatever. can you set up the oh, Okay. Okay, it's time for the cost. Good goodness. We rate and review films not based on how well we think they were made critically, but how uh, much they help the cause of more leading actors of color in major motion pictures. 
So if we think it fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If we think it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If we think it didn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. Right. All right. So on the count of three, all of us are going to put up our ratings. And pretend like we don't know what this is about to get. Yeah, we go pretend. All right. Are you ready? (laughs) Okay. Okay. You guys ready? All right. Just, you know, I'm just, I want to be respectful. So. And by respectful, I mean not respectful. Uno. <laughs> oh, no. You're going to do it. All right, do it. Dos. Mm-hmm. Tres. Oh, okay. We got all black fists here in the studio, James. What you got? You know I got black fists up. I got another black fist up. I got two black fists up. That's, 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 not, how the, that's not how the rules go, but we're you, happy. To- you know I got two black fists up. James, you just want to go since you're so hyped right now. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, I'm saying, yo, I'm saying, yo, I'm saying. I'm yep. just going to use Gerard's story from earlier of like the he looks just like you as the jumping off point for everything that I'm about to say. Okay. Um, and also Gerard's other point about how Wait, Princess and Frog was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think that this movie was just so good and it, and it was made with care. It was made with care and and uh it it was rich with heart and um and culture and just like and just there are so many different people going to see this movie you know not just pocs it's people from all over they're also going to see the movie so i just feel like this is one of those this is one of those things where it's like hollywood did it right they got it together they 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 just told a great story about people and uh these people happen to not be the people that we typically see in movies a bunch of white people like andy andy is andy right in toy story yeah like andy Andy didn't have to he didn't have to be white this movie's about toys we need andy didn't need to be a, a, a white kid but andy was a white kid for whatever reason okay um uh you know even the like angry asshole neighbor kid didn't need to be white but he was white right i mean like they yeah. could have had some more diversity over uh, you know you know um uh and and like this is another movie in a series of hits that i feel like they're kind of doing like in their sort of you know i think like disney in general is having a better understanding of like of having more representation um in in films and i think that like it needs to be applauded for this um everybody is in this movie and the voice talent is is fantastic um i mean i don't know what else i can say besides like i just love this i love this so much thought it was great i think they need to make more 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 all right <laughs> uh who should go to next you like to go? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I. I mean, uh, what James said. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think for me, uh, the thing I kept telling my. St- I think the minute that they showed like Coco on the screen, I was like, "Oh, she looks like how we age." Oh, <laughs> I really? was like, "Like, like I was like, oh, she looks like my grandma's. Like, they had uh, even like little chin hairs on her and stuff. That uh, was uh, all like just like sweet and lovely." Um, but yeah, it it just it felt like uh, it felt very cool to see. Uh, my culture uh, represented Good. in a way that doesn't feel like it's the joke and also where it's just like, oh, this is the base reality for the movie. Um, and also just the same point of like 
all having voice character voice actors who are actually of Mexican descent uh, instead of just being like, oh, it just needs to be a Latino of some sort, which is like yeah. everyone needs work. Um, yeah. But like actually so showing that you can have a whole cast, a massive cast that is uh, all people of color and specifically like of the background that you're showing on screen. Uh, it was very cool. And yeah, I don't know. I, just such a great story. Uh, and I love that how well it's doing. Like yeah. it, it's really proving that it can do well. I think that's dope. Like I'll go, I'll go next. I think it was cool because um, <laughs> I think it's Sam cool. thought this was cool our, too. Our, our, our house dog is now going crazy. I thought it was cool because they did something that is something that I guess I've always wanted when watching movies. They took something that was definitely about a culture that's different from white culture, right? And that was the purpose of the movie, but it also wasn't at the same time. Like, yeah, it was about this Mexican kid and, like, the land of the dead. And, of course, the, land, the day of the dead is something very big in Mexican culture. But the underlying, even every time he was in the land of the dead, it wasn't about the place. It was about, honestly, family and respect. And it's, that's something that I think is universal. And what this movie accomplished to me was, again, it took a culture and it took something that normally people of color don't get a chance to talk about or do and make that culture... Yeah, like you said, the base reality. Like it was, it, it it was something that was so genuine, was something that was so relatable, so that when you watch that film, if I was a white kid from the suburbs or a black kid from wherever I'm from, I could watch it and I may not know everything about what's happening, but I can still look at this and say, oh, my grandma doesn't like when I do this. My mom wants me to be a lawyer, but I want to, you know, make pottery. So I thought what they did was really great, and I think this is a movie. Even if it didn't make any money, I think this movie definitely would help the cause because, again, it shows people of color in a light that we never really get a chance to do is just be humans and just deal with very humanist things. And, it, and it's so funny is this movie did it in one of the most supernatural forms possible, which is taking a kid and putting him in the land of the dead. But even in doing that, you show that we still relate to the same thing. Um, so, I, I mean, I thought what they did was just perfect and wonderful. And yeah. Yeah. This, uh, just every, what everybody else said, and I'll just kind of uh, um, uh, add to the point that Maritza was making about like having the voice actors actually be of the culture that you're representing on screen. Uh, last year, 100%. I, I saw the movie Kubo and the Two Strings, which the movie is really great, but it's very specifically uh, set in Japan, very specifically about Japanese culture. Uh, let me read you the top build cast. Charlize Theron, Art Pakinson. The, Art Pakinson. Did you remember? You remember the movie San Andreas? Yeah. Remember the remember the little boy who was with the other white. Remember the. Oh yeah. yeah. That he was the star. Oh, the white. The white kid. He played Kubo. The white kid. That white. That white kid. That white British kid. Remember who was the yeah, little yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but wait, but he's white and British though. Okay. Ma- <laughs> okay. Here are the other. Here are the other stars. Matthew McConaughey. Oh my God. Ray Fine. Uh, Brenda Vaccaro, <laughs> and it's like uh, Rooney Mara was in it, and then like they have some uh, like uh, like they have like George Takai in it, but like not the not the lead, you know what I mean? Not even one of the f- couple of leads. Like that's like way down the list. I was just like, and I remember, I remember why, I remember finding that out and being like, why? The re- first of all, nobody like that movie didn't make that much money when it was in theaters. It was a great movie, but the idea that you needed 
you need like powerhouse like mm-hmm. act like a-list actors to be these voice like nobody knows who the voice is when yeah. they're going into these yeah, no one cares at all nobody knows and so it's just like it feels even like it feels like an extra like a knife and like twist you know in the stomach of actors of color to uh not put them in, even in the voice acting movies where it's like the you know like the movie itself the the animation is what people are drawn to and not like the idea of like oh we have john cena like in this movie like in the Ferdinand movie coming up, like that's about like Spain, I guess, but and maybe it's a little different, but still, it's it's kind of weird to me. Like, ju- yeah, like the main characters in that is like John Cena, Kate McKinnon, like Bobby Valentine, <laughs> uh, like this oh. other dude. It's just like a bunch of white people, and they do this all the time. They also like do this thing where they put like it's like oh like we'll put some black actors in it too if it's about a def- another race, and it's like what. <laughs> Um, anyway, so I hope that we just continue to get more movies like this and that, and I'm so glad this movie's doing, uh, well financially, cause of course it would, cause it's a great movie, you know, and this mm-hmm. like myth continues to be deconstructed that you need Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence in every movie to sell it. Um, no, you, you do. That was the one problem I had with this. Okay. Nah, man, look, I'll tell you this. Soon it's going to be hard coming up with excuses from Hollywood. Like, if you have movies like this, movies like Wonder Woman, but I'm like, what y'all going to say? Something? Like, in a year, in a year, like, once Crazy Rich Asians comes out, it's like, okay, you said women can't open a movie. You said uh, Mexican people can't open a movie. Oh, you said Asians can't open a movie. If Crazy, yo, Girls Trip, no one's going to see a, 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 a comedy with black women. Now you've been debunked. So what happens now? Like, are you going to put up or shut up? Because I'm telling you this, there's a bunch of average-ass white dudes in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, and it's not to be offensive. It's like, well, I think of some of these directors, some of these actors, we can all think of 20 average-ass motherfuckers. Yeah. But if you're a person of color or a woman, it's like, oh, you got to be better. You got to do this. You have to be, we have the, to be best. the best. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now that we've proven we are, we are pretty damn good, are some of these average-ass dudes going to get out? What happens? Because what's the excuse for them then? Yeah. Let's so see. anyway, but this was, this so was great. Good. Everybody needs to go see it. Thank yep. you for coming. Thanks for hanging. Thank uh, you. Ed, do you have anything you would like to plug or this? Yeah, this will be coming out pretty soon. Actually, we might just put this out. Oh, t- yeah, I think we should put this out. Yeah, it might Tuesday. be Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No, people can come see Seventeen at Lloyd. Yep. And I'm sure there's other stuff they can. Follow. All right. Do they? Do you want people to follow you on social media? Oh sure. Uh, on Twitter, I'm It's a Ritz with like Z's I T Z A R I T Z. It's a Ritz. I mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I dig it. You can follow us on social media at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and blackmenpodcast.com is our website that we never update. And uh, <laughs> uh, we do have a show with Astronomy Club at UCB East Village yeah. December 11th at yeah. 9 p.m. Yep, yep. So come out to that if you're in New York City. Uh, you can follow me at John Braylock, J O N. B-R-A-Y-L-O-C-K on Twitter and Instagram and johnbraylock.com is my website. You can follow me on James Third Comedy. Uh, that is uh, Gerard at James Third Comedy. That is James um, 3RD. You can go ahead. What, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? That's what I did. What? Is that? What? Just, what just happened? What are you talking about? I'm I just tell people they can, uh, people can follow me at James Third Comedy. They can check my website, okay. jamesthirdcomedy.com. <laughs> All right. Wait, well, he didn't say that right. I, I guess I don't have anything to say. Yeah, I'll, you better <laughs> plug something. I plug my site. 
No, I'm. I'm. That's all I have to. That's all I have to say. All right. Oh wait, it, or maybe hold on. Maybe I'll try this. I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm on. You know, whatever. It's uh. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, if, was that accurate? That was, that was you pretty, rude. That's pretty rude. accurate. You rude. No, but I did want to say. I did want to say. I'm at. I'm working at Pacific Theaters at the Grove. So if anybody Are you is serious? around, <laughs> if you're in, if you're in LA, come through. I'm. You know. I'm just there. I'm chilling. Say wow. hi. Dap me up. I don't hey, know why you said that. Yo, good. For you. All right. Make friends in LA, baby. Hey, someone go be friends with James. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, oh, that was great. I wasn't expecting that at all. I really. Oh, that's great. Well, if you rate and review us five stars on iTunes, uh, uh, we will read your review out loud. Um, I can't find any. Oh, but we ain't got no new ones. So what's we going on, y'all? Ones. What's so, going on with that? You know, fix that. That's messed up. <laughs> y'all know John does this after every episode. Now he got nothing to look at. Oh yeah, you can only visit me at the Grove if you rate and review us five stars. There you go. I'm just, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But but yeah. it, but if if you rate us like four stars, you can I, give him a nod. I know we did two. I know we did two close together. So maybe that has something. To do. I, I I sometimes I do that. I like read them too. I read too many. He gets excited. I gotta space them. Out. He gets excited. He gets excited. I gotta space them out sometimes because this is embarrassing. <laughs> we got enough for this episode, but that's uh, cool. That's okay. Wait, is there a Christmas movie like um? Like, what else we got? Like, I'm trying to think of another Wait, movie. did I read this? Oh, yeah, I read this one, I think. Yeah, okay. All right, never mind. All right, we good. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you. Yeah, next. You know what? Next week, we're going to review uh, Almost Christmas. Because I think this yeah. week, yeah, Coco, yeah. yeah. So next week, we're going to review Almost Christmas. Um, and just go watch it. Yeah, it's, it's, on, on, HBO. it's on HBO. Uh, and uh, And we'll be back next week. We'll see you soon. Peace. That was a headgum podcast.